Do you like scary movies? Totally. Hey, y'all. Totally. What's up? It's Jess. Hey, jerk. Speed kills. Oh, baby. Bone Sherry. Hey, what? Lindsay. Bikini. You did a great job. You filthy animals. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I thought this was about horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I gotta fan myself. Curdled sack of milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm a really good listener. No, you're not. That's true. We're out of here. Bye. The key. Hello and welcome. Bye, y'all. Bye. Plug it up. 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 Yo, Krubies. Welcome to HMC Studios presents the 2023 Stabby's Awards, the second annual Stabby's Awards because... For the most part, we had the same group of people here last year. We've gathered some of my favorite minds in the horror movie podcast and horror movie and general community to come and give us their thoughts and, of course, my thoughts on the greatest movies of 2023. Maybe. We'll see. My sole goal is that Tawny from Two Chicks in a Horror Flick just gasps with utter disappointment with film of the year once again, as she did at the end of last year's Stabby's Awards. Tawny, would you like to just kick it off and just, just get anything off your chest about last year's Stabby's Awards that may still be lingering so we can just clear the air? Um, I mean, I know you guys know about my... I, I honestly don't remember what I gasped about, but I was shocked about the... Um, Breakout performances. I remember mm -hmm. I had a whole thing about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You did. And, yeah. and this, this Scream 5, I believe, won film of the year. If I remember correctly from last year, you were oh, you were very upset. I think you went on like a 15-minute tirade. And Seth, I think she flipped the table over and actually left. She didn't even finish the recording. Is that right? I'm pretty sure that's what happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds like it was in my temperament. Yeah. Um, I will say I took a quick look at this year's breakout performances, and I do not have the same concerns that I did last year. So we are looking good. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Felicia, can you give us two thumbs up and get some fireworks going? Yes. There we go. Anybody watching on YouTube, Felicia has a very animated screen down there um, that is probably going to keep everybody guessing. And Erica, I noticed yours was doing it too. Damn, now she's got the heart going. Yeah, mm. nope, guess not. Well, you, no. tried, you mm. tried your hardest. Anyway, I... I'm joined by all of the HMC studios folks. We have Seth up there in the top with his awkward looking lamp from the clue movie. Eric is hanging out in the basement bottom over here. Jess is hanging out with some sort of like white screen background with a little bit of trim showing almost like, you know, she's being a little risque over here, just showing a little bit of leg, but not a lot of leg. You know, you don't want to get people feeling too uncomfortable, right? With that trim. Yeah. <laughs> to tease <laughs> uh, of course we just heard from tawny but we do have two chicks in a horror flick of course last year i presented you as one of i did think i think i said my favorite independent horror podcast mark got really upset so i'm not going to say that again this year um <laughs> but they're both here ladies welcome thank you thanks for having us again yeah thank you 
You're welcome. And of course, Mark, you're flying solo. So what happened? Tell us the truth. I know that Brooke's not really at a hockey game. Are you guys on the outs? Or, you know, in 2023, we did see some podcasts crash and burn. Some people that we were friends with and they hung it up. What's going on here? Fill us in. Come on. I'm just sick of his shit, personally. Like, yeah. I don't I said you. I said, I'm revoking your invitation to the Stabbies this year. And you can go to that fucking hockey game and think about all the shit that you put me through. Like, would you like to, um, um, you know, dive into that a little bit? Like, what what's going on over there in Canada? Up there, over there? <laughs> I don't know. He's actually at a hockey game. He's okay, a hockey game. Well, that was really boring, but that's fine. I was hoping. I know. Have... Well, you can't put me on the spot like that, and I can't talk shit about Brooke. I don't know. I think you just did a little bit. All right. Anyway, let's get the negatives out of the way. Let's just jump right into it. Okay. There is an extra category this year that we didn't have last year. I think it's most fun horror movie, which isn't the first categories. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up, but let's kick it off and get the negatives out of the way. So the most disappointing film of 2023, we'll go around the horn. We'll give what we submitted. And then we did a poll. We had 62 people take the poll. It was 63. Seth tried to slide an extra one in this morning and I ripped it right out of there. I wasn't having it. He was trying to affect the outcome. He was trying to pull my Scream franchise. As you can see, I'm representing heavily. He was trying to pull us down and I wasn't going to allow it to happen. So I kept it fair. Except I picked Scream in the test thing. That's true. It only affected one thing. So I, I pulled it. Nonetheless, we had 62. Not all 62 people answered every single category. So, um, most disappointing film, I picked Children of the Corn. I think anybody on this panel right now that watched that movie would probably agree with me. It was pretty disappointing. Um, I nominated it for this over other items or other over other movies because let's be honest, I, my runner-up was The Black Demon and it was pretty terrible. But I think that the Children of the Corn had a really good shot at being really good and they just shit the bed all over that movie. Um, so I think... For me, it had so much potential and then it didn't live up to it that uh, that is why I nominated it as most disappointing film of the year. Um, I nominated Infinity Pool as the most disappointing and it, I know, I know. I'm going to flip the table. <laughs> I was starting I off early that with the gas. like your favorite movie of, or I won't, I won't spoil anything, but um, I've heard either people loved it or hated it um i don't know i just i love alexander skarsgård and i i don't know what i was expecting from him but it just wasn't what i thought it was gonna be that's it it was i like weird shit but it was too weird for me <laughs> that's i i can i can hear that yeah <laughs> oh my turn i knew it i told him this earlier well, we i was not know if you were gonna give us a cue or you just wanted me to go we were texting this morning i said how many times do you think you're gonna forget to go tonight and he was like none at all i'm gonna be spot no, on josh um i picked death on the nile or, or uh i'm sorry um God damn it haunting in venice um i was really excited about it because i really liked death on the nile and um the whole the whole franchise and i thought it was really boring i didn't even make it through the whole movie i made it maybe three quarters of the way i just wasn't even paying attention it just was boring i don't know wasn't scary not what i was expecting i was excited for it too and i put off watching it and you watched it and told me how much you disliked it 
So I knew yeah, that I was, I was really gonna, surprised. I thought I was going to like it a lot more. And that's right up your alley. That's your kind of movie. So I was really mm-hmm. surprised that you disliked as much as you did. I also thought yeah. it was boring. Yeah, I did not care for it. All right. So I chose The Pope's Exorcist, but listening to all of you, I just chose that because I thought it was lame. Like, I thought it was the worst <laughs> movie that I watched. This I wasn't excited for it, though, either. I was just like... Let's watch this. I think I was in Malaysia and I was like, that sucked. And so that's why I put it on most disappointing. I am going to mention, because you said I could, if it was something that I was excited for that I felt disappointed, my runner up was Saw X. So I was just like, I can't wait to watch this movie. Ah!" And then I watched it and, uh, you know, so that probably should have been my pick, but there you go. Mm. Now, do you think you disliked, um, the movie so much because you were in Malaysia and it's just such a beautiful place. And then you were like, you know what? Nothing is going to live up to the expectations I have set based on my current surroundings. No, no. I love being in hotel rooms and binging movies and stuff while I'm in the hotel room. So I was in a good place. And then I was ready. I was ready for the movie and it was just really lame Mm. and totally predictable. And I thought it would be though. Mm. So understood. Um, I chose, I definitely took an angle of like things that I was really excited for because that's how I think of most disappointing. Like it had to be hyped up and I was so fucking excited for evil dead rise and that I, we Felicia and I both like did not have a good time with it. The entire group I went to see it with, like really didn't like it. So that was my top pick. And I am going to mention my second one, um, was skin Marink because there was a lot of hype around this movie and it was so fucking boring. It's me. <laughs> I had to find my unmute button. Sure, sure. Okay. I'm sorry, I'll just use my button on my mic from now on. Hey, whatever um, makes you comfortable, okay? I want you everybody to be comfortable. Thank you. Appreciate that. My most disappointing movie was Five Nights at Freddy's. I, I've never played the games, but my kids are like big YouTube people. And they watch all these Five Nights at Freddy's videos. And I was like, fuck, this game actually looks pretty scary. And then they're making a movie about it with like animatronic animals and shit like that. And I thought like it could actually be good, but it just, it took such a weird fucking turn like halfway through the movie. And it just was super disappointing. And I'm going to talk about my runner up because I was super pumped for this movie. It was Ari Aster's third movie. And that is Bo is Afraid. And I thought that movie was just fucking pure dog shit. Is it a horror movie? Would you classify it as a horror movie? I mean, if we're going to classify Saltburn as a horror movie, then yeah, I think we can classify Bo is Afraid as, as somewhat of one. More I, like psychological horror thriller kind of thing. But I haven't seen it. I was just curious if it got labeled as a horror movie because Ari Aster is the director and he's known for horror movies or if it was and plus walking phoenix i didn't i didn't know because mm-hmm. to me it seemed kind of like a drama which i think Saltburn's very much a drama um mm-hmm. but nonetheless it's almost like a, a horror drama in a sense i guess do we want to do brooks uh, or no no we're not dude if he doesn't have okay. the common okay. courtesy to show up okay to the recording okay I bet he didn't even send a survey out. At least Seth sent the survey out the morning of after it was closed. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it out before that. 
I was like, oh, we might get some people from work, and then Teams was like, this is malicious, you can't send it. (laughs) Okay, my most disappointing is, um, I know, well, it's the Black Demon. Now, I was semi-excited because I have a guilty pleasure of shark movies, so I get really excited for them to just cheese out on them, but this movie was just... It wasn't even funny. It wasn't gory, like a shark movie to watch for the kills. The story was terrible. The acting was awful. I only cared about the dog. <laughs> it was just so disappointing and just really the worst movie I watched last year. And then I have to also talk about my runner up because this one I was also semi excited and glad I didn't go watch it in the theater it was Five Nights at Freddy's also. I was bored and I have played a little bit of it. So I was expecting it to be a certain way. I also didn't know the the lore behind it. So maybe that affected the outcome. But either way, like I'm sure there's people who have never played it like you, Mark, and went and saw it. And yeah, it just it took a weird turn for me, too. And it just it didn't work for me. The animatronics were cool. That was it. I think if anybody wants a really great episode on Five Nights at Freddy's, I, Eric, isn't there one hanging out there somewhere that these two really intelligent, smart, good-looking people did? Go check it out. We sure did. I, I <laughs> bitched about it the whole time, unlike you. You did. I you liked, liked it. it. I was like all positive. Like, oh, yeah, Matthew right. Lillard's back, baby. And you're like, you came in and immediately just like crapped in my Cheerios right out of the gate. Like, I was all excited. And she's like, this is the worst movie I've ever had to sit through. The audacity of these people to put this out and make me go watch it. And, and then I was just sitting there very dumbfounded at first. And then, uh, but we, we trudged through it. Seth, did you get your, your audio? I don't think your audio sounds terrible. Okay, it just sounds really tinny to me. But. You sound a little tin, Manny, but maybe that's just how you sound. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. The great thing is you're beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, most disappointing film of 2023, and I know that I'm going to say the, the year wrong. I've been doing it all day. At some point, I'm going to say 2022 or even 2024, but people are just going to have to get over it. So with 31% of the votes, there were 59 total votes for most disappointing. It was Children of the Corn with 18 votes, followed by Five Nights at Freddy's with 12 votes, which was 20%. So Children of the Corn and Five Nights at Freddy's made up 50% with 18 for Children of the Corn, 12 for Five Nights at Freddy's. So Children of the Corn takes the cake for the most disappointing film of the year. I'm surprised that many people watched it. I wonder if people didn't watch it. Like, you know what? F this movie. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't love it, but I thought it was What's wrong with you? The movie's fucking terrible. You didn't hate it? How did you not hate it? I didn't hate it. Maybe it's because it's a familiar title for people. Mm. Mm. I mean... I think it had a lot of potential. I really do. I think it could have been really good. And it was, it just wasn't. When, when it went straight to Shudder, we should have known it was going to be terrible. But, and honestly, like the, the corn monster is what did it in for me. Like I was, and I had COVID <laughs> while I watched it, which when I have COVID and I've, I've had it twice and I watch movies, I just am in a bad mood and I don't like a lot of the movies anyway. Kind of like Felicia when she's in beautiful Malaysia and she watches a movie and it just isn't living up to her expectations that she set for herself. Um, and I just couldn't get into the movie. And then this freaking... I, I was texting Mark. I was like, Mark, if this is legitimately a monster made out of corn stalks, I'm going to rip my television off the wall and throw it out into the road. That's what it was. 
<laughs> I'm mad. Did you get a new TV yet? Look at my face. It's as red as your face was when you said hockey game. Hockey. All right, moving on. Moving on. I digress. Uh, yeah, no, it was the guest room TV, and I just, you know what? The guy, I don't really like people to stay here. So if there's not a television, maybe the people will be less inclined to come over. That's a win-win. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, next topic. So the the next one was not a category last year in the 2022 Stabby's Awards. Uh, it is most fun movie. And I'll be honest, I'm pretty sure, Felicia, this was your idea to add this category. That sounds like a Felicia idea. I'm pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't realize. That. <laughs> did you forget? Yeah, but that's cool. I'm glad I did. <laughs> I feel like the fireworks need to happen again. Hit us yeah. with some works. Yes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right, Jess, kick us off. Or no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Is it you? Or we're not doing that? It's Erica, right? Are we going backwards Erica. Now? Erica kicks us um, off. See, this is where things well, start to right. get a little <laughs> this messy. This is where people see? get confused. I forgot. <laughs> All right. The movie I nominated for most fun is Totally Killer. I went into it because somebody in the chat mentioned that it was a fun movie and uh, I'm not a huge slasher fan. Sorry, Josh, you know this. Um, But I went in not really knowing what the movie was about, just that people were enjoying it. And I absolutely, absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. I love the 80s nostalgia, the time travel, the story, the mom and daughter story. It was just a really fun but, you know, the whodunit slasher element to it. So I really recommend it. I would watch this over and over. It's a great, fun movie. Good. Um, I also picked Totally Killer. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I think it was me that was in the chat that mentioned it. Um, it just, it had like a uh, Back to the Future meets a slasher film kind of feel to it obviously with the time traveling and whatnot. Um, One gripe that I have though, is that I'm not saying that it's this movie's fault. Obviously these other movies had already been in production and whatnot, but it seems like this was the first time traveling horror movie this year that like everybody was talking about. And then we got like a shit ton more and it just kind of, I don't know, became overplayed throughout the year. Like there was a few movies where we had the whole time traveling thing, but this one was very good. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. I think it was a sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. That should be a category for next year. Sleeper? Top sleeper pick. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, you do that. But I'm going to give uh, Felicia credit for it when it becomes a category next year. <sighs> it was straight to Amazon. This would have been fun at the movies, I think. Mm-hmm. If it was released in theater, because... Well, I think it was R, but either way, that's a fun uh, group of friends kind of movie. Yeah, definitely. So it's a it's an Erica popcorn movie. Yes, it is. I consider that a popcorn movie. Um, I think I'm up next. I also went with Totally Killer for all the same reasons. So I'll just mention my um, runner up pick because, Josh, I think you're going to like this. I put sick as my fun most fun runner-up which i put it in and then i was like i don't i feel like some people would question that but i found this movie really fun for the survival aspect like it was really thrilling and i had a fun time watching that portion of it 
I agree. I love Eric and I both love that movie. Um, it almost, well, I don't want to get to that yet. I'll, I'll make a note to bring it up later because I don't want to give too many spoilers away. So never mind. But I do enjoy that pick. All right. I also picked Totally Killer. I freaking loved that movie. I was laughing my ass off. I love, love, loved it so much that the, I have her name here because Kiernan Shipka. I had her on the list for outstanding performance for a very long time on this spreadsheet. That's how much I loved her. I thought it was hilarious. Absolutely loved it. And I just want to say my runner up was five nights at Freddy's. I really enjoyed it, but I think a piece of me really enjoying it as well is I could watch it with my little one because she plays the video games. So we were both really excited for it. She has like merch, you know, five nights at Freddy's merch. And so we were able to watch it together. I think that really added to the experience. I only watched Totally Killer because Kieran and Shipka was in. I was like, oh, that's Sabrina. So then I watched it while I was traveling and I loved it. And I'm pretty sure, Mark, I'm the one that put that it was a great movie in the chat. I don't want to step on your toes. That um, was Mark. But shut up. Thank you, Seth. 100% Mark. Take a back seat, motherfucker. Wow. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I Well, I'm the only one that picked this, but I picked We Have a Ghost. I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to like it. I just put it on like, oh, this looks interesting. And I just thought it was a really fun story. I thought David Harbour, Harbour as a ghost was pretty funny. I just thought it was a fun, easy to watch, you know, comedy horror movie. I'm alone on this one, but I picked Cocaine Bear. Um, this movie absolutely got shit on, like all the <laughs> way around. Um, but I was looking forward to it. I actually went to the theater and saw it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and equal parts gruesome. Like the I thought the effects in it were really good. But yeah, and I did have um, totally killer as my runner up. I had Cocaine Bear as my runner up too. Just I had super fun with that movie. I was cracking up. It was so ridiculous, and it was in the eighties too. So yes, I think that's what it made great. it like even more funny too. Yeah, time period. It was a good time. I don't. Did I hate that movie? You told me I was going to hate it. I think. I think you were like you're going to not like it. I think you watched it and said you didn't like it. I, I, I can't remember if I said you were going to. I think I said you were going to like it. And you're like, that movie sucked. Maybe you did, but dude. Didn't that's you? nothing new. <laughs> didn't you go to the theater and see it? Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. You told me to watch it. And I watched it at home and I didn't like it. Dang it. That's a bummer. Yeah. Man. That's a bummer. I apologize. Well, maybe. I don't know. Never mind. Uh, most <laughs> the, or I'm sorry. Most fun horror movie for me was The Wrath of Becky. Did anybody else watch this? I fucking loved that movie. Dude. I just watched that. It was so good. It was man. so good. I'm not, I didn't even know they made a second one. Like everybody knows the infamous horror movie crew podcast, <laughs> Becky episode where Seth giggled for 45 minutes straight. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Jess was like, I, she passed out and fell onto the table. Like we couldn't even air the episode, but nonetheless, dude, I didn't even know they made a sequel to Becky. And I, turned it on one night because I think it was on Amazon Prime and I was like this is fantastic mm -hmm. Lulu Wilson is great in this movie Sean William Scott was a good villain too dude he was a good villain mm -hmm. I just can't picture him as anybody but Stifler he mm. had another horror movie it came out like four or five years ago it was really good I can't remember what it was called though but he played like a serial killer 
I don't know if I saw it, but nonetheless, thank you, Mark. I don't want to step on your toes, but I'm pretty sure I put Totally Killer in the chat. Nonetheless, moving on. Um, most fun movie of 2023 with 49%, almost 50% of the votes goes to Cocaine Bear. Wow. So you, had wow. To, you had to double wow that, Jess. We didn't get your first wow. It was like a muted wow. You were so, you just were flabbergasted. It was. I did a double click. So I like double muted myself. You were so excited you double clicked. I did. Wow. I'm actually shocked by that. With uh, just, I guess, just because everyone in this group picked Totally Killer for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I heard a lot of good things about that movie too, though. Like Cocaine Bear. I haven't seen it, but. The people who have watched it seem to really enjoy it. So, that's why I guess a movie a lot of people would go see, even if they're not like horror fans. I think it was the only one out of Cocaine Bear, The Wrath of Becky, Totally Killer, and We Have a Ghost. I think it was the only one that was re- released in theaters, wasn't it? I think yeah, so. I think yeah. you're right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah interesting. Uh, the Wrath of Becky and Totally Killer uh, were just about tied. They both had 24 and 23 percent of the votes. And uh-huh. sorry, Seth, We Have a Ghost came in dead last. I guess a lot of people didn't see it. I liked it. I don't care. I saw it. What's I thought it was on? good, too. It was kind of sad, though. <laughs> it was sad, kind of, but it was good. It was a Netflix one. Is it on Netflix? Okay. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next category. Favorite effects. The winner from 2022 was actually Stranger Things, which I believe did not have a season this year, correct? Are they going to have one this year? Do we know? Have they have they started filming? Uh, it's in post-production now, I think. Oh, they're done filming. It was either in post-production or it was in production. I can't remember. I saw a post about it. And this will be the last season, correct? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, in snake order, I go first. I'm going to screw this up. Sorry. Mark, you keep me on track up there, big fella, okay? You got it. All right, best effects. I picked Talk to Me. Um, I, to be quite honest, I was going into this movie not knowing if I was going to like it. It's not really my kind of movie, but, and then on top of it, we sit down, Abby and I sit down in the theater, right? And I had no idea this was an Australian movie. And I'm, I'm, have such a hard time with accents with, and we're at the theater and there's no subtitles. So we look at each other and we're like, is this movie uh, like a, an Australian movie and I was like I I don't know I guess so like for the first 15 minutes I was like sweating bullets like oh my god I'm not going to understand anything I'm going to be so lost didn't even play after like 10 or 15 minutes it was totally fine and I caught on to everything some of the slang was a little weird but the use of practical effects for the most part in this movie I thought they did a really really good job and I think it shows because they could have really uh went cheap which I think CGI is more expensive than practical effects, but I really feel like CGI would have cheapened the look of it and made it not as scary because some of those close-up face shots that they did of these people were terrifying. Um, so for me, best effects was 100% talk to me, and I think my runner-up was Evil Dead. I also think in Evil Dead, there were a lot of really good special effects. It was over-the-top gore, and I just think that what talk to me did was more... Um, I just thought it was more better, okay? And that's why I went with it. Or better. Um, mine was flipped. I picked um, Evil Dead Rise, and my runner-up was Talk to Me. 
um, for Evil Dead Rise. I don't know. There's so many good scenes. Um, the elevator, the wood chipper. Um, I really liked the scene when she's standing outside of the door and uh, trying to get her daughter to open it. So f- creepy. Um, yeah, I'll keep it short, but Evil Dead Rise. Uh, my first pick was the same as Jess's Evil Dead Rise. That wood chipper scene was probably my favorite in that movie. Um, and my runner-up was Megan. I thought that had a lot of good effects in it, too. But mm. basically everything that Jess said. So I also picked my number one pick was Talk to Me. Josh said it perfectly, so I'll leave it at that. It's the whole reason I like Talk to Me as well. My runner-up was different. It was When Evil Lurks. There were some of, like, those scenes in that movie that shocked me and made me gasp and I really loved. So I have not watched that yet. Mark keeps telling me to watch it and I don't know if I, he's telling me to watch it because he knows I'm going to hate it or if he's telling me to watch it because I really should watch it. I think it's you so really good. should. It's a very good movie. It's so good. <laughs> that would be a, a candidate for a sleeper pick next year. Mm. Okay. I thought it was good, but I don't think Josh will like it. I don't think he will either. <laughs> probably not, but you could appreciate the effects that are in it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I just appreciate you, sir. Well, thank you. Um, I did not like it as much as everyone else did, but it is worth a watch just for the effects. But I couldn't put it on this for any either pick because, yes, a lot of the effects were good, but some of them were so, so not good like just (laughs) the makeup and stuff in like the back portion i won't say anything more than that but i was like i can't i can't do it so i picked my top pick was um talk to me as well i also didn't love this movie as much as everybody else did but the i agree completely the effects were incredible and they looked so realistic and the the ghosts were like definitely some of the scariest shit i've seen in a very very long time i feel like they really really nailed that and then um, I'll mention my runner up because I don't know if anybody else put it, but my runner up, I, I put the boogeyman because it has a little bit more of like a CGI look, but I ended up liking the overall look and feel. I felt like it looked pretty slick. So it was kind of a nice like popcorn, you know, visual effects feel. The way they used that light up ball in that movie, it was so simple, but so effective. And Eric and I did, again, another episode that Eric and I did was on the Boogeyman. And I think we talked at length about how if you like go back and think about it, if they take that ball out of that movie, I think it completely changes a, a majority of the scenes. Yeah, I feel like that was really well done too. And it and it really gives a, an element of tension that I feel like you don't get a lot because we've seen so we've seen the same type of scene over and over again, but just the change of lighting, I feel like made such a huge difference. They were so, those scenes were so tense. And and why I got you, Tawny, I also had a love hate relationship with talk to me. Was any of your qualms of with the movie, um, because the main character was so unlikable as a person. Yeah, I, I definitely think that was part of my big problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I agree. Same. Okay. Um, my best effects pick was also Evil Dead Rise. Um, I actually just finished watching it up before we started recording for my second watch, just because it's been so long since I watched it. I wanted to make sure that 
some of my picks were legit. Um, but yeah, I mean, much like Evil Dead that came in 2019, this one was just like fucking blood and gore everywhere. And I loved the like the combination of all the demons at the end and they're like fucking crawling around and um like I don't know, there's just so many scenes that were totally unexpected with it too, like the whole cheese grater scene and like tearing her leg to shreds, like that was so nasty to watch. Um I don't know. I like how they made I don't know if they're considered deadites in, in these newer movies, but I kinda like how they made them look in this one. And yeah, my runner up was when evils are, but save some of that stuff for later. Uh, I chose Megan. Did anybody nominate Megan at all? It was my runner up. Runner up. Oh, okay. Uh, this movie, I, yeah, it was, I was kind of concerned that she was going to look very CGI and fake, but she was pretty terrifying. And uh, I think there's a sequel coming out, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to. I ended up liking that movie more than I thought, but I thought she was really well done. And uh, it took AI to the next level and the whole doll, having a doll at home. They took, you know, Chucky, Annabelle, and they stepped it up times 10 in this movie. Uh, so, yeah, Megan, she was she was pretty scary. I wouldn't want to see her charging in my house <laughs> in a corner like they do no. in the movie. So she was good. Yeah, agree. Was it a child actor that played the that did all the stunt work for that? Do we does anybody know? I don't. I don't know if it was a child, but there is a human stand-in for some of the physical work of the character. Mm. Intriguing. Okay. Uh so favorite effects with 37% of the votes, so 22 votes, uh, was Evil Dead Rise. Which, honestly, that surprised me. I thought Megan was going to get it because um, it was just, I think it was just a more in general popular movie. So I thought more people would have seen it. But um, no, interesting, Evil Dead 1. Talk to Me came in second with 28% of the votes, uh, 17 total. So Evil Dead Rise took it with 22. Talk to Me came in second with 17. Joseph Quinn, Seth, you remember that? Remember old Joey? You were so excited for Joey Quinn. Old oh, Joey, not as excited as I am for Pat Wilson. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. That episode, I, ridiculous. Anyway, best story. Um, so the best story last year, I think it says favorite story on here, but nonetheless, favorite story, best story from 2022 was Don't Worry Darling and Nope. They both tied um, for first place. So, I don't know. Erica, I think you're kicking this off. Uh, yes. Uh, for best story, I chose When Evil Lurks. Uh, I thought this was a different take on what I consider possession. And I just really liked it. I liked that it kept me guessing throughout the movie. I didn't know what was going on until we got to the end and i thought it was well paced i just really enjoyed the uniqueness of the story and uh, it was pretty disturbing so and it was the most unique from 2023 
Ooh, that might be a new category, the most unique. There you go. Um, my best story was Infinity Pool. I just, I feel like this one is something that could actually happen in a sense. Like, there's no demons, there's no possession, there's no anything like that. It's just, like, fucked up people at this fucked up resort that are cloning people for, like, large sums of money to get away with whatever crimes they commit. Like, the cloning process, obviously, is a little far-fetched, but I just feel like with the way shit's rolling these days, like there's just there's just <laughs> something that tells me that this is gonna be our future. And I don't know. I don't think it's completely far fetched to think that that something like this could be could be happening. That would not shock me whatsoever. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just it's I don't know, it's Cronenberg, right? So it's a it's a different take on things. And I found that this movie was unique as well. Do you think the clones? I find that his. Go ahead. Sorry, it's. it's I feel like his movies are. They're so out there, but they're probable. Like mm-hmm. all the movies I've watched from Cronenberg are, you know, very sci-fi based in that. But you can see it maybe happening ten years from now with technology. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they were killing the clones, or they were killing the actual people? I think this was a discussion that Brooke and I had. Um, that's the question isn't it i think you're meant to wonder it is and like even like the ending of the movie they leave it on such a fucking cliffhanger you don't really know what's what's actually happening but i feel like they kill the actual people and then they just continuously clone the clones and that's why as you get to like your fifth or sixth clone they start to become a little more fucked up. Like they're not getting all of that DNA or whatever it is that they're supposed to be getting. So like each new clone is a little more flawed than the last one. Felicia and I had a really great discussion and she brought some awesome um, research. I loved this movie and uh, about like that. It really had something to do with ego. And so in the end, we kind of decided that we liked the idea that it isn't even though it's it's really up for interpretation, we liked the idea that it wasn't them killing the original because it kind of mm-hmm. undoes a lot of the the theme at that point mm-hmm. for that angle. Yeah. Oh, I thought Felicia was going to talk. I thought I thought I thought I saw you go to unmute over there. I was like, oh, she's coming in. She's coming in. Nope. <laughs> I know I I was, but it's because I was next. So I wanted to make sure. <laughs> you were just la- waiting, making sure everybody got their thoughts out. Yeah. Understood. I think I might be next. Yeah, it's Tony next. Oh, you are. <laughs> oh. Sorry, guys. I'm not even next, so. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Um, so for best story, I chose Saltburn, and um, you'll see a theme in my picks from here on out. <laughs> I fucking loved Saltburn. <laughs> I watched it right at the end of the year, and it like took over a ton of my favorites. So I replaced like five of my picks, my top picks with Saltburn. So I loved this story. I felt like it was just, I felt like the movie as a whole was so rich thematically and there's so much to talk about there. And I'll get into it more, I think, as we go through the picks. But um, I just loved this story and the way that it was told. So that's how I ended up with Saltburn there. 
All right. I chose best story, leave the world behind. I know there's a lot of people that hate it. I loved it. I fucking loved it. I can't wait to read the book. My husband and I talked about it for so many days later. I loved pondering it. I loved thinking about this story and the angles. I loved it. So that's what I chose. I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> so does Zoom. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> I love all those hearts come right on the center. Um, I picked the nun too. Um, I love the Conjuring universe and all these movies. So I just, it was a very intricate story. It was really well done. Um, yeah. And I just, that's all I really have to say about it. I really enjoyed the movie and the story. Dude, I felt so dumb watching that movie because it took me like 30 or 40 minutes to realize that the, the, janitor guy at the at the covenant thing there was like the guy from the first movie oh really <laughs> yeah because abby and i both were like why does that guy look so familiar and we're like watching it and watching it. i'm like holy shit i think that's the guy from the first one and she's like really so we went back and looked and sure i was like wow this changes the entire plot of the movie yeah it really does make a difference <laughs> yeah I, was like, I feel like a real idiot but yeah nonetheless but yeah it was good so I feel like I'm kind of breaking the rules because I picked um, a series for the best story instead of a movie, but I picked um, The Fall of the House of Usher, which you, you get a lot more time for a story to unfold throughout a series than you do in a movie. Um, but I just thought it was absolutely fucking awesome. Um, I... I loved The Haunting of Hill House. I love all of the characters that he uses in all of his series um, and movies. I mean, he's used Carla Gugino in several different things and obviously his wife too. Um, but just the ending tied together so well. Um, I loved Rufus and the wall with the jester hat and you keep hearing the jingles. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it yet, sorry. You need to watch it. But yeah, that's my pick. I don't think you broke the rules at all. And honestly, if Mike Flanagan put out a kid's show and you wanted to nominate it in the Stabby's Awards, I know that I'm not the only person that would come to your aid and say that it's okay. Isn't that right, Erica? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in your defense, Jess, it just says best story. It doesn't say best movie story. Exactly. So, Thank you. That's yeah. true. You can do whatever you want, dude. Oh, it's my turn. Okay, my best story. And while I don't think that this was the best overall movie, I just really like this story. The Exorcist Believer, I have no at no ties whatsoever to the original Exorcist. I watched it for the first time, coincidentally, when I had COVID the last time, and I hated it. I thought it was awful. I didn't like any part of it. I got angry when I watched it. I'm sure I meanly text Mark about watching the original Exorcist for the first time ever. However, I went into this movie pretty much with a clean slate, um, and the thing I liked about this movie is this movie is the only word I could describe this movie as is mean. It's mean from the opening to the very end of the movie. It's just like mean all the way through it to the way that the demon handles the characters, the way that the main character, the dad in the movie, like his life from the the first time you meet him to where he loses his wife in this earthquake. And then you come to find out that he had to 
basically pick whether he wanted. Has anybody seen this movie? Or am I ruining it for everybody right now? I've seen it. Okay. It's not in theater. Does anybody want me to not go into what I'm getting ready to say? Because I don't want to ruin it. I just won't pay attention to you. Yeah, I, I, okay, that's easy. Like the fact that he has to choose between his unborn child and his wife, and he chooses, and that's not the outcome that happens. And then, lo and behold, all the it, all the way to the end of the movie, he essentially has to make that same decision with his daughter and another girl in the movie. And you can just see how he's like, okay, the last time I had to make this decision, like I, I made it and it was not what happened. Is that what's going to happen here? And, but it's just, it's just so brutally mean throughout the entirety of the movie that I like, I, that's the thing I left the theater with. Like, wow, that story was really good. While it was not necessarily laid out as well as it could have been. And they added some stuff in that they were trying to have nostalgic ties to the original that I think really derailed the movie. If, and I feel like if you had taken that out, it would have made the movie better because I don't think it needed that nostalgic tie to the original because it didn't really do anything for the story. Um, but the the story of that movie itself is just so brutally mean that as a, as a parent, like leaving that, I felt so awful for that guy. And I just could not imagine being in that. It's, it's a movie that took me and put me in somebody else's shoes. And it was just like really, it's a terrible place to be for the hour and a half or whatever, two hours the movie was. So I, yeah, I picked Exorcist Believer for for best story. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, so favorite story, best story with all 62 voters did vote for this. So with 31% of all of the votes, 19, uh, 31%, 19 overall votes. It was the fall of the house of Usher, Jess. Yay. I'm so delayed on hitting the mute button. I could tell I was waiting. I was just waiting in anticipation of what you were going to say. That's awesome. I actually had that as my favorite story for quite a while. And then I ended up changing it. Well, what did you say your runner up was? Or did you even say? I I talked so long that I didn't think anybody else wanted to hear me say anything at all. I actually got sick of hearing myself talk. And, uh, (laughs) but it was the fall of the house of Usher was my runner up. But I sat down, I was thinking about it and I was like, Honestly, I kind of cheated because I was like, Jess already nominated the fall of the House of Usher. So like, I'm just going to slide the exorcist in there to, uh, you know, just be different. You know, I'm just trying to really um, increase my stock of difference, you know, trying to be different than everybody else. So mix so, it up. I wasn't- Jess is like America's sweetheart right now for the win. Everyone <laughs> agrees with Jess in the world. I love it. How many is that you got? Not how it usually goes. <laughs> She's got two. <laughs> I'll take two it. Ah, gone, dude. You are just racking them up, dude. There, there should be a Stabby's Award for the most wins, but then Seth would cheat like you tried to do today to get more. Uh, to get you more told violence. me to take the damn survey again this morning. Calm down, bitch. I was, I was sheesh. You and Mark are so violent tonight, dude. Okay, moving on. Most deserving of a sequel. Sixty people took this survey out of the sixty-two. Last year's winner was X. And I'm pretty sure I go first. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Great. Most deserving of sequel. And I'm just going to say this. Okay. Two words to explain why Five Nights at Freddy's is most deserving of a sequel. And that, my friends, is Matthew Lillard. That's it. Give me all the Matthew Lillard. Okay. He, he was... He, he was there back in his slasher. As soon as he started talking in that suit, I was like, that is Stu. That is Stu resurrected, okay? And I want to see more Stu in Five Nights at Freddy's 2. 
I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it sounded really cool. And that's it. I just want to see more Matthew Lillard in horror movies. So if it has to be Five Nights at Freddy's 2, I'll be there. Not on opening night, but I'll be there for it. Thank you. Didn't didn't he die at the end of the movie? You didn't pay attention. See, you weren't listening to what was going on in the movie. The machine engulfed him. It engulfed oh, that's the right. Yeah, okay. Just Got like, it. okay, now it you're... penetrated him, Mark. You don't it remember? Penetrated. See, I was so far out of that movie... Wow. By the end of it, I got it. I erased it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't I just appreciate remember something any of happening. it. <laughs> I just remember something. <laughs> but listen, though, all I'm going to say is this is just perfect evidence, okay, that Stu could be alive because that television and scream could have engulfed his face. Okay, he could be running around Woodsboro right now, unrecognizable, ready to go for Scream 7, okay? I'm trying to mute your mic right now. You can't do it. I'm the host. <laughs> I freaking called it. I'm the, What'd you call? I was like, you'll love this for one sole reason. You did say that. That's Matthew Lillard. The Lillard. Love Matthew Lillard. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I digress. <laughs> um i picked talk to me i, I was it was really toe-to-toe um obviously I, th- I think megan was my first thought but it's already getting a sequel so i figured i'd throw talk to me in there i thought it was really fun and i think they could still do a lot more with that and mine was just the flipped of jess's i had megan as my my first and then talk to me as the runner-up but both of them, I think, deserve a sequel. I really, I'm excited that there's going to be another Megan. I'm excited to see where they're going to go with that. It's me, right? I also chose Talk to Me because I had so many questions about what, like, what? So I really want to know. Um, so I would love a sequel to Talk to Me. My runner-up was Leave the World Behind. I mean, how it was left is. I, in my opinion, ideal, but I want to know what happens next as well. So those are my two picks. Um, I picked as my top pick, The Offering. I really thought this was a nice, fresh take on a possession film. And I felt like there was such awesome lore that we, we really just like, we just skimmed the surface of it. And so I could definitely see a sequel of this with more of the same and just like taking it a step further. I feel like that would be awesome to watch. Um, and I'm I agree. so excited you picked that, by the way. So excited. I, knew, I, was, like, I was like, Felicia's yes, going to love because that. Because I love that. And I was like, Tawny, watch it. And I was nervous. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, that one was really great. And um, as my runner up, I also did leave the world behind because I agree. I also fucking love this movie. Felicia and I just talked about it on our podcast. And um, I think I agree that I like where it ends, but I loved the characters, at least the adult characters. And so I could like watch a whole nother movie. I felt like the acting was phenomenal. And so did Felicia. So it's like, and we leave right almost at the, it almost feels like we leave at the beginning of a second part of their story. It's like a nice second chapter. So I don't think that they have to, but I would watch it for sure if they did a sequel. Well said, Tawny. Brilliantly, brilliantly said. Can I ask a dumb question? Did I not put Leave the World Behind on the survey? Because it's not on here. I don't remember. I think it was both of our runner-up, right? Is this one you changed, Felicia? 
No, it's our runner. It was. It's my runner-up. I was just talking about. Yeah, oh, talk to okay. me was the one I chose. I felt terrible. I was like, oh no, I did it again. <laughs> we just went on and on about our runner-up. Yeah, I was like, oh no, like two years in a row. Sorry. Sorry, I was. I'm looking up the offering because I haven't even heard of that one. I thought you were like texting somebody. You were bored over there. It looked no, like you had just no, checked out. No, I was out. looking up the movie because I haven't. He's heard sending it. me pictures, but you know, he's in there he watching there. the I hockey game. I added it to my watch list. Mm. So yeah, it sounds interesting. Sure, you're not checking the hockey the hockey scores over there. Is that what you're doing? No, he's at a game that I could give two shits about. Anywho, um, my pick was talk to me. Um, I think they left it on a good note to be able to have a sequel um we could see what happens with what was her mia was that her name the main character Maybe. see what happens with her because we know that she's kind of like on the other side of the hand at this point so i think if it's a continuation of her story and what happens with her i think it could be really good i really hope they just cut her out of it to be honest i really disliked her a lot okay but of course. Don't get me wrong. Maybe you I, like her better as a ghost. Who knows? I want a sequel. Don't get me wrong. I just like, I don't know what it was about her. She was just such a, a hard person to root for. Mm. I think it was the toe sucking that did it for me. I was like, ah. That was you like, fucking same. Yeah. Dude, you don't cool. like toe suckers? Not, <laughs> like, she was enjoying it like a lot. Like, honestly, it made me feel weird while I was watching it because she was enjoying sucking the toe so much Are we kink shaming in here is this a kink shaming podcast? i think it is um i don't want it to be but if we go that route i mean you know we just let the conversation go where it wow. goes here I mean, she has studio. like half that foot in her mouth i mean dude it wasn't even a toe lick. that's right she he, she had the whole foot down to the heel in her she was deep throating so his foot gross. so gross am i wrong no it's gross Okay, thank you. And that guy probably didn't take a shower, so he probably had like sock lint Ooh. in his toes, right? And he didn't look like he had very clean feet. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> now you're adding extra texture. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Moving on. Um, my runner up, I, I said just give me 10 more Hell House movies and I'll be happy. Because I think we need a bunch more of those. And I know Erica agrees. Oh, my God, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked Megan. Um, but honestly, I should have picked my runner up in retrospect. But it's fine. Uh, Megan would be fun to see because I am. I love technology, but I think technology is pretty terrifying. So I'd like to see what else they can do. And I, somebody said it, I believe already. Maybe it was just that it'd be fun to see what more they can do with uh, Megan. But for sure, my runner up is give me more Hell House, especially if they continue in the way they did with Origins. I'm here for it. I, I'm super excited about the franchise again. So more Hell House for sure. Bum, bum, bum. And most deserving of a sequel win. Or wow, it didn't win. It's the category title, Josh. Come on. With t- 37% of the votes, Five Nights at Freddy's with 22 votes, followed by Megan with 16 votes at 27%. Um, 
I'm wondering if this was one that just people saw, a lot of people saw and were familiar with, and that may be why it got picked. Because I'll be honest, the majority of the people that I have spoken to about this movie didn't really like it. Um, well, I think the game's popular too, so there is that that's too. Probably why, yeah. There is that too. So, yeah, and I, I, I'm glad that I did not leave your pick off, Felicia, because then it would feel I would would have felt terrible. I still feel a little bad just thinking that I may have done it, even though I didn't. But nonetheless, <laughs> I can never tell if you're getting ready to talk or not. It's like you're getting ready to jump in real quick, like a frog. I'm just like laughing and moving. I know, moving. <laughs> so. I, I just want everybody to have a good time. All right, moving on. Best original film, not a sequel. Um, I think I go first, right? Is that right? I like how I just asked Seth how many times he's going to mess up, and I'm the one that has to you ask. You threw that big times. fit this morning about it. And That's it's, like, it's Erica. It's not you, Josh. It's, it's Erica. Me. Well, you know what? I'm going to go first anyway. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No. <laughs> Uh, for best original film, I chose When Evil Lurks uh, for the same reason I already said with the story. It just I thought it was a unique take on. Again, it's a I consider it a possession movie in its own way. I liked the visuals in it. There was a lot of shocking things happening in this movie, and uh, I liked the characters in it. My runner up is actually one that I don't hear anybody talk about. They're both foreign films by the way, and the runner-up is Huesera, which is the Bone Woman, which was another one that I really liked the lore behind this one. And even though it's it's slow, but I thought it was creepy and eerie the whole time. The last 10 minutes, it's like, what is going on? And all the visuals. And uh, I also really, this one was hard for me to pick because they were both unique to me. And I liked the characters in both and I, I thought they were very unique films. So When Evil Lurks is my pick, and then Hueseta is my runner-up. Okay, how do you spell your runner-up? H-U-E-S-E-R-A. Oh, and they're both Shudder films. All right, Seth. Funny enough. Seth, put your glasses back on. I want you to spell that word. <laughs> I mean, I want you to say that word. <laughs> Come You're on, muted. he's muted. Looks like it says Huff Surge. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is why the Horror Movie Crew podcast cannot do foreign films. We would call it by the wrong name. The We would say that Who's Sarah movie. Well, today we're doing Who's Sarah movie. Could you imagine? This reminds me of a story. I've got a lot of them, as you guys know. One time I was working and it was in the morning, and it was the morning is not generally now. I've, 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 I am a morning person, but I was not at the time. And Seth and Jess thought it was a good idea to right out of the shoot, come and ask me because I'm a hillbilly, right? So they come into my cubicle. I turn around and Seth immediately, as soon as I turn around, knew I was not in the mood for his antics that morning. And he says, do you know those little round sugar cookies, um, blank sandies? What do you call those? And I was like, pick... <laughs> How did I say it, Seth? Pecan. It was real bitchy. We thought for sure he'd say pecan. This isn't funny to anyone except us. Just to throw that out there. He had Everyone to be there. He had like, to be in the okay, moment. Can we move on with this fucking episode? Dude, was... <laughs> he had to be there. That's funny, Jess. <laughs> it's just like the Pat Wilson thing. Sorry. 
pecan. Dude, I was so angry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> moving like, on. Nonetheless. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Gosh, I won't tell any more stories. Um, Erica, I just need to like back you up on this because I really wanted to work that in somewhere into my picks, but I just didn't get a chance because other things took priority. But I loved this movie and I am also dying for a chance to do an episode with Felicia on it. It was so good. I think it's my third favorite horror movie from the year. It was incredible. I think it's a great movie to do an episode on because there's a lot going on in that in that movie themes and I'm glad yeah, you some of the some of the visuals were very scary too. I really liked some of that. It was yeah, great movie. Same. I'm nominating it for our next episode, guys. So get ready. Good old Huff Surge. Huff Surge. <laughs> I mean, your A did look like a G. I, I'm not a good. Yeah. I'm not. A, my was, daughter makes fun of my yeah, handwriting right. every time she sees it. She's like, "Man, Dad, you suck." I'm like, wow, thanks. That's nice. Nice. Thanks, Luz. Anyway, can we move on? What are we on? Best original movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think um, so. I picked Talk to Me. I'm not going to go into depth with it because, I, like, everybody's, we've talked about this movie enough, I think, so far. Um, just really good movie. It's not a sequel. That's why I picked it. Hmm. Um, I picked Saltburn as my best original film. I already said this, but I just fucking loved it. And to Felicia's point, like Jay and I are still talking about it after like weeks after we watched it. Like we still have moments where we're like, Oh, what about this or that? Or like, did you notice this or that? There's so much like symbolism. And I just, this was such an incredible movie and I'm going to save some other tidbits for later. (laughs) I'm like, when do I go all in on this? Not yet. She's waiting. Oh, I can it's tell her you're to waiting. Talk to people about it. Yeah, I want to talk to more people about it, but I also am very. I really don't want to spoil it. I feel like I went into the movie completely blind. I didn't even know what genre it was, and I feel like that's the best experience that somebody could have. So I'm really hesitant to say anything that's going to spoil it. I don't know if I don't think everybody has watched it, right? Right. Okay. And I need so, to rewatch it. Like I watched it in two sittings and my second sitting was like fuck, almost a week after my first one. So I need to rewatch it as like one whole, but I thought it was a brilliant movie. It was really, really good. Yeah. I plan to watch it still. It's yeah. great on the second watch. It's I, I felt like it was better on the second watch. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think you'll have a good time with it, Mark, because it is you, I, you pick up on a lot more. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, but anyway, I cannot wait to subject Felicia to an hour and a half of me uh, trying to talk her into loving this movie if she doesn't already and anybody else who will listen to that episode. Awesome. All right. I feel like my choice is really basic. I'm not sold on my choice, but I chose Talk to Me. I thought it was a good story. And I was you know, curious about what happens in that afterlife. I thought it was just very clever. Um, but there's, I mean, a lot of really great stories, but that's my choice. My runner up was leave the world behind. No surprise there. And yeah, that's about it. I also picked talk to me, so I'm not going to get into it, but I just would be, it was just really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, this one came out of left field for me because actually I think Seth and Josh told me you need to watch this. 
Um, this is a total Jessica movie is what they said. Um, but I picked um, No One Will Save You. Um, Such a good movie. It's definitely a Jessica movie. <laughs> it is because awesome. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. What else is there to say about it? Um, I, I I loved that they were like, there were different size, like to scale. That was different. Um, the storyline, just kind of wondering what this girl did the whole time, like that was that everyone hated her so much. Um, yeah, I just I thought it was really good. I put my um, runner up as Cobweb. Good choice, good choice. I did not, as you know, I did not like No One Will Save You. As soon as the alien was there, I was like, nope, not for me. Turning it off. I didn't even finish it. Not a surprise there. And then I called you. I didn't call you. I probably texted you. I was like, dude, you got to watch the movie. It's totally your kind of movie. It's a Jess <laughs> flick. It's definitely a Jess flick. Uh, my best original film, favorite original film, uh, was the movie Sick. It came out of nowhere. Uh, again, there's a really great episode out there if you guys want to go listen to it where Eric and I both rant and rave about the movie. I love Kevin Williamson. Obviously, he is the, the mastermind behind Scream. I thought what he did with that movie was really, really well done because uh, to be honest, at first, when I first saw what it was, I was like, okay, it's a slasher movie by Kevin Williamson. I'm obviously going to watch it. But then it's like centered around the pandemic and everything that's going on with it. And I was just like, oh God, here we go. I can't wait to see how pretentious and this it's a place I don't ever want to go back to. So I don't want to see a movie about it, but it was just done so well. And there were so many good scenes in it and it, it really engulfed that 90 slasher feel that I love and am very nostalgic too. So that helped, but there was, there were just so many good scenes in it where you're laughing. You're trying to figure out like what in the heck is actually going on here? Like even the reveal of it, I thought was done really well. And it made a lot of sense once they reveal who the killers are and why they are. And it just shows how there were people on both ends of, of the whole thing that believed one thing and these other people believed the other thing and like who was right or wrong. We're never going to know. Right. But like you just see how they interact and I, I just thought it was done really well. And again, it came out of nowhere. It was, I think it got dropped. Was it on Hulu or P- I think it was on Peacock. It got dropped on uh, like the beginning of the year out of nowhere. So I wish I would have gotten to see it in theaters, but um, yeah, if slashers are your thing, this is definitely a fun one to watch. So for me, I picked the movie sick. And the favorite original film with 25% of the old, this one was really close between four of them. Uh, It got 15 votes. It was the movie sick. Second place with 13 votes was when evil lurks and third place, 12 votes tied for third place was talk to me and no one will save you at 12 votes. So this one was really close. Saltburn had nine Tawny. So it wasn't even really that far behind either. So this one was, I think this one was the closest category out of any of them. So, Sick takes the cake, which I am happy. Eric, I can't believe you didn't nominate Sick. I'm a little disappointed, honestly. I mean, the other two movies I picked are more original. Okay, fine. I'm over it already. See, look, I've already moved on. I keep forgetting that Sick came out last, like, in 2023. Well, we because it, like it, it was right at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it it like to me it feels like it was twenty twenty two. That's I don't know. Well, and I think didn't we read that it got released at a film festival at the end of twenty twenty two, and yeah, then it got dropped on Peacock in twenty twenty three. I'm assuming they didn't think it would do good in theaters. I would have liked to have seen it in theaters, but whatever. Uh, next category, we are down to number seven. So, favorite scene in 
It doesn't say in a movie, but I think these are all movies. No, they're not. So just favorite overall scene. Uh, 2022's Stabby's award winner was Scream 5 with the opening scene that involved Jenna Ortega. I could go on like a 20-minute explanation of why that scene was great if you guys would like me to, or I can just move on into my pick for this year. I mean, I'll leave it up to everybody here. Do we want to like... please do that. Please go into this year. This year. Okay. Yeah, All right. I, I, got, I got excited, Felicia. I thought you were going to say you'd like a recap of last year. So I was like, I was ready to go. I had notes and everything written down, but it's okay. I'll move. I'll, I'll move on to this year. Um, no surprise. I picked the final scene in Scream 6, the theater scene. I thought this scene, this, this entire scene was done so well from the way that they because they've already been to this theater once and then they end up back there and they're locked inside of this. Th- Look, Mark is yawning. He's literally leaning back and yawning. I have four kids, dude. I'm tired. It's late. Do you <laughs> tired. have somewhere else you would rather be right now? Like a hawk? No. Okay, great. I'm no. smoking game. <laughs> Uh, the way they incorporate all of the um, artifacts from all of the other movies and the reveal is good. And then the whole movie, you're just waiting to see Sam Carpenter slip back into her Billy Loomis like gear and go psycho on these killers. Because let's be honest, that's one aspect to the new movies that the old ones don't have is that in in her own right, Sam is also kind of deranged and a killer. So you like... These killers have, think they have trapped them in this death box when, in fact, they have trapped themselves in it with her. And then you even see, like, Jenna Ortega's character kind of like to kill as well. So I thought the whole thing was done really well. And then just the way they incorporated all the old ghost face masks and the ghost face um, outfits, I, I thought it was done really well. I could talk about this for an entire episode. So I will move on. But my favorite scene is Scream 6, uh, the theater scene at the end. So this movie wasn't um, my favorite by any means. And this might've been the only category that I have it in. Um, But I picked when evil lurks the ax scene and I won't like fully go into that for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, But that was so fucking disturbing (laughs) to me. And like, it stuck with me for days after I watched it. So just to that extent, I was like, I have to make this my, my favorite scene because it literally scared the fuck out of me. (laughs) I feel like this is a really hard category to pick a scene. Um, but I went with, uh, I call it the vomit scene from Insidious. It's the whole scene where they're in the frat house and they go over into the further. Um, I thought it was really well done. It's just, I hate vomit so much. So when that scene happened, I, I hope you guys have all seen this, but where they throw up in his mouth, I was like, Whoa. like, I just, I don't know. I just remember it so well. Like I just had to pick that scene and I love that movie. So. All right. Uh, so I'm so excited for these next categories we're doing. My favorite scene was that dog attack scene in When Evil Lurks. I was sitting there watching and you know something's going to happen. And then when it happened, I was like, holy shit, like really loud. And everyone in the house is like, what's going on? I was like, Steve, oh my God. I rewound it to watch it again. Like, and then I watched it again. I was like, this is the fucking bomb. This scene was amazing. So that's immediately what came to me. And I just have to say my second one, my runner up was the closet scene in boogeyman because to this day, I will prop something up on the closet door. When I go into the closet, the closet scares me now because of that scene. And I just absolutely loved it. 
that's it. <laughs> um, okay, I, for a favorite scene, picked the final talk to me scene. I think, like I mentioned, I this wasn't my favorite movie um, of the year, but I think the one thing that this movie did really fucking well was that end scene. And I was like, this is amazing. And that was a great theater experience. Uh, mine was also the dog scene in When Evil Lurks. And Felicia, my experience with that scene was literally like verbatim what yours was. I was just like, because you're watching it and I'm not going to give too much away. But like you said, you know something's going to happen. And then when it happens, it was just like, yeah, I audibly yelled at my TV, rewound it, fucking watched it again. And then whenever Brooke and I did our episode on it, I was like, dude, this is the fucking craziest thing ever. And like, <laughs> normally I don't like shit like that. Um without giving anything away because I know Josh hasn't watched the movie yet, but the way that this scene happened, I was just like fucking mind blown. I couldn't believe that they went there with it. So yeah, uh, Josh, hurry up and watch that movie so we can talk about the scene. It would have been detail. so fun if you and I saw that in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> like, been so loud. <laughs> Make that three of us. Cause I reacted the same. It's the timing. Yeah. Of- of the of the sound and the the scene so it's very shocking yeah um i'm gonna give a a quick little shout out to my runner-up uh it was the sex scene in bo is afraid i i don't know who's all watched that movie in here i was wondering has anybody else seen it (laughs) i don't No, nobody else has oh well i can't say it then but there's a sex scene at the end of the movie and it's fucking hilarious isn't this better two than, years in a row? Cop, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's more funny than Wolf Cop. Is this two years in a row that you've nominated sex scenes for your favorite scene? What was my? That's what was true. Last year? Like a last zo- year, the orgy, zombie, the zombie orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, what are you doing up there, man? Uh, it's Canada. We're we're shut in for a while. Your, is your runner up the infinity pool sex scene? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Which one? The one by the was anybody else as weirded out when when she like just comes up behind him at the beach while he's peeing? Jerks him off. Yeah. I'm like, hang on, he's peeing. You can't do that. Like, come on. This mo- when Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, everything everyone says about infinity pool on here I, I totally agree it's just when you say infinity pool the first thing that comes into my head is nipple ooze i was so traumatized by that very fast visual that that's all i think about when you say infinity pool like yeah curdled breast milk yeah that's the one i'm talking about i completely forgot about the jerking them off <laughs> <laughs> like, i was like is this really that- happening that sex scene in Infinity Pool was so long and just like awkward. And I was just like, okay, this needs to end now because I'm watching this alone and I feel fucking awkward watching it. <laughs> Agree. It was a bit too long. It wasn't like the uh, dog scene in When Evil Lurks. You didn't keep rewinding it? No, 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 no. Huh. I, I don't know. I'm wondering. Just put it on a loop. <laughs> the fucking freeze frame and some... Just the Slow nipple, dude, just the nipple ooze you had on you had on loop. It was like, <laughs> vroom, 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 vroom. 
you really are nasty, dude. Uh, anyway, was that everybody? No, 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 no. Oh. You did me in again, man. I didn't. I asked. I was polite. No, I, I'm just I was kidding. like, are we okay? Well, I'm it, was just the, kidding. it was the nipple ooze, the zombie orgy, and then the um the other thing that it's I, I... sex scene. <laughs> so my favorite scene is uh, a scene from Hell House. I'll try not to say anything either in case somebody hasn't seen it and wants to watch it. But it's basically when a character it's so simple, um, but it's I don't know, it just gave major eerie creep factor it's just a character looking down a hall and it has to do with a ghost and it's just the way the the costuming it's the timing as well it's just this lingering fear of mine as well just like a fear of voyeurism being watched and it was just amazing and it freaked me out the first time i watched it i just rewatched it this week and it still was so impactful very simple scene but it just really really scared me and that's why i love hell house it's those simple practical scenes that really get to me and just that's why i keep coming back for more is that really one of your like top fears is voyeurism yeah i've talked about many times about like being watched like that's why i have curtains everywhere i don't open shades i watch horror movies i'm not attempting anything or anyone (laughs) Have you ever it's, seen the movie with like Nicolas it. Cage where he's a voyeur? I don't I don't watch Nick Cage movies. Remember? Wow. <laughs> <sighs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Erica. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Is it because when That's you watch them, he is just such a um, prolific actor that you just cannot contain your emotion that you have for Nick Cage because he is so good? That's it. You hit it right there. He's so good, I can't watch. Yeah, <laughs> I too feel similar. I mean, that movie, the 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 Family Man, is that the movie with him? The Christmas one is really sad. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Anyway, okay, favorite scene with thirty six. I'm going blind. Thirty six percent of the votes. Uh, it was twenty two overall votes. The Scream Six final theater scene takes the win. The runner-up with uh, tied for second place with 15% of the votes. They each had nine was Brooks pick, Godzilla attacks from Godzilla minus one, and Ghost Woman scene from Hell House LLC. Erica, I think that was yours. Wow. Yay! <laughs> I'm surprised that many. Uh, the axe scene had seven at 11%. Same with the vomit scene, Seth. That dog attack scene only had four. I don't know. I'm going to have to watch it. Maybe I'll change my mind and I'll switch it to the dog attack scene. I'm All right, shocked. What about talk to me? Uh, talk the- to me had uh, four. It was tied for last with the dog scene. 7%. God damn. That, that hurts. <laughs> I mean, when it's going up against a juggernaut like a scream, what can I say? I mean, it's just, you know, it's scream is just a very, very intellectual uh movie you know it's just stuff anyway let's move on shall we uh favorite kill is the next tony's like i'm gonna hang up right now favorite kill is the next category in 2022 the stabby's award there was a tie uh between the dewey riley kill from scream five and the justin long kill from barbarian erica i can't believe it's been an hour and 20 minutes and this is the first mention of barbarian that's true <laughs> 
That's too long. I know. Usually it's within like the first five minutes we have somehow referenced the movie Barbarian. But I thought the oozing nipple would segue into the Justin Long breastfeeding scene. That's true. Uh, it should have. Oh, but it didn't. Missed opportunity. Didn't I know. Dang it. Do you think she has ooze like that? That's probably what comes out of her, right? Uh, I imagine it's, it's kind of chunky, yeah. Yeah. Ew, chunky? Do you think it stinks? <laughs> probably. Probably. Probably put chunky out. in there. What you say this is a walk- the most disgusting episode ever. <laughs> yeah. I think the hair on the bottle was worse than the Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. That's true. <sighs> Yuck. Anyway, oh I think I'm first, right? <laughs> That's Erica, right? Erica's first. Okay, good. Yeah. Let's go, Erica. You got this. All right. So favorite kill. Uh we're gonna go back to when evil lurks and Okay, so this movie is very shocking. I'm going to give a shout out to content from Argentina because uh, Mark, Felicia, and I read, what was it called? Uh, Tender is the Flesh. That book is from Argentina, and it's super disturbing. And this movie's from Argentina, and it's super disturbing. They need to continue making horror content because they clearly have a creative, disturbed mind, and that's perfectly fine. But... uh, the one that shocked me the most because again, it's I can't believe they took it there. And sorry, Josh, don't don't listen. I don't know, but basically, it's the kid brain. That's what I ended up calling it. But the mom is eating the kid brain like popcorn, and it was kind of like you just with the axe scene. This did not. Well, it still hasn't left my brain because I couldn't believe they. I had to really pause it and look and go, "Is that?" really happening it's happening and it was really well done and just disturbing and just the way she's just literally like popcorn was it crunchy and like very popcorn? gruesome <laughs> no it did miss the crunch damn yeah, so she, she fried popcorn. the brain before she ate it maybe i don't know <laughs> it's very hannibal lecter but uh yeah true but uh yeah that's my favorite kill because uh it did not leave my brain Ironically. <laughs> Did you guys know that tomorrow is popcorn day? It's like National Popcorn Day. It is. Really? So get out your nice kid I brains. Do. Kid brain. And Pop it up. Eat that popcorn. I do love popcorn. I do like it too. Um, I just want to touch on what Erica said before. I think we need a tender as a flesh movie. I think that could be a very good yes. movie adaptation. Oh my god, yes. 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 That same director should just make that yeah, into a movie. Yeah. Let's email that person. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get on it. Uh my favorite kill was the Evil Dead Rise opening. Um I just I thought it was fucking crazy. So whenever she is on the bed and the girl's reading Wuthering Heights and she's then like the possessed girl is reading the book to her at the same time kind of thing. And then it just fucking goes insane. She scalps the girl. And then we see the outside shot of the guy pissing on the dock. And then um, his drone thing is still floating there. And the possessed girl comes up and shoves it into her face and just like chops her face up. And I don't know. I love that scene too, where she comes out of the water and she's just like, rises up i thought that was really cool but it was just like the whole scalping thing it really took me by surprise i wasn't expecting that and it was a very good way to open the movie with um i went i was like trying really hard not to talk about it when you guys were talking about it but i 
went with the dog attack scene here for favorite kill. Um, it was, I had the same, well, similar reaction. I gasped. I, it takes a lot for me to like react to things that I'm watching, I think, but Jade and I both were so shocked again. Can't believe they went there. It was incredible. And it will stick with me. It was great. My favorite kill was the opening scene to talk to me. <clears throat> I absolutely loved it. I was in the movie theater. I just it was the same thing as the dog attack scene in my in my opinion because it was just paced so nicely. There was this something's going to go wrong and it wasn't what I expected and just I guess we're not well we something we're kind of saying something whatever. Everyone's seen it. So they stabs his brother and I'm like, oh shit. And then he turns and stabs himself in the head. I went, oh shit, like really <laughs> loud in the theater. And then I, Steve was like, my husband was like, he just looked at me and I was like, that was fucking amazing. Like I couldn't even contain myself. So that was my, by far my favorite, my favorite kill. For me, I picked the um, club slash acid scene, whatever you want to call that in the House of Usher. I mean, that show had a lot of brutal kills, but I feel like that was probably the most unique in the series. And I was, it was just shocking to me. Like I kind of figured it out right before and I said, oh no, they're not gonna, and they did it. And I was like, oh fuck. It was just gross. It was very brutal. It was just a really good, well done uh, kill scene. I think the worst part of it was that like that one woman, the brother's wife had like every opportunity yeah. and was warned to leave, to leave and did it. <laughs> she should have just died. <laughs> not, yeah, it was just awful. I also picked the acid rain scene from House of Usher. Um, I, I like, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it already, but I won't, you know, go into it. Obviously, that was like multiple kills <laughs> at once. Um, my runner up was The Exorcist, um, the ending switch, which I don't know if, how many people have seen that in this group, but that was pretty awesome kind of caught me by surprise i'm gonna have to watch this house of usher you haven't seen it yet selling me on mm -mm. i think i started the first episode and i'm like what is this <laughs> oh no it was I like never, literally just five it. minutes five minutes so i think and i was like oh, the first know. episode is kind of slow but once it gets going it's pretty it's pretty okay good. yeah yeah I, I I think all three of us really enjoyed. It. I ended up watching most of it on the cabin trip, and I think Seth and Jess watched it because they had already seen it. They ended up watching a lot of it with me again. So yeah, it was a really yeah. good movie, good show. Uh, so my favorite kill was the Detective Bailey kill in Scream Six at the very end of the movie. Again, I feel like the entire movie you're waiting to see Sam put on the ghost face outfit and become the killer, and the way that she kills this guy is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know how many times she stabs him, but. I was just like waiting on it the entire movie and I thought it was really, really well done. That's two movies in a row where you get to see the final girl kind of become the killer in the movie and, and kill the killer, which is really cool for me to see. So again, my uh, pick was detective Billy from screen six. Seth, I actually had the acid rain from house of Usher as my uh, runner up. I saw that. I saw that. I suppose you can go in and change my picks. You like to do that, but that's fine. You did that. Yeah, to Felicia. That to Felicia. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I thought you changed all their picks. I was like, oh, I just on. filled in blank ones. I didn't change anything. I know. Fucking Mac and me had me rolling. 
<laughs> I was staring at it going, what? Did I put this in here? And then I realized what was happening. <laughs> uh, did you immediately know it was Seth or did you go like, look at the change log? No, I knew it was Seth. Uh, yeah, naturally. <laughs> naturally. Um, all right. So uh, 61 people took this particular one uh, with 20 Eight percent of the uh, votes, with seventeen total, was the acid bath from Fall of the House of Usher. Seth, congratulations. And Jess. And Jess, I apologize. And with twenty-six percent, uh, sixteen total votes, so one less vote was Detective Bailey from Scream Six. Uh, and then third place with twenty-one percent of the votes, thirteen picks was the opening scene from Evil Dead. Uh, Talk to me had six. When Evil Lurks had five, and When Evil Lurks had four. So Kid Brains, five. Dog Attack, four. Bum, bum, bum. Number five. We're into the top five here. Breakout Performance. I think this is the one last year that Tawny had like a real meltdown on. She was like, listen up, people. You're all stupid people. Oh, when she stormed out, yeah. This was the one. <laughs> She threw her headset. She was like, I'm not having it. So last year, Seth, Joey, Joe, Joseph, Quinn from Stranger Things won. I think by, uh, I think he had it by a land. Or no, him and um, maybe not. Never mind. I think he won by a landslide. Nonetheless, um, I think, do I, do I go first this time, Mark? I know you're upset with me when I ask every time, but he fell asleep breakout performance. I picked Alyssa Sutherland from Evil Dead Rise. I thought she was fantastic in this. I I don't know her from anything else. I hadn't seen her before. Um, and she was just like terrifying. The, the effects, the practical effects they used on her and the special effects. It was like the way she looked, but also the way that she was like just so creepily nice. Like she was like, like I feel like if you were a kid, you would have like believed her that she was like not going to hurt you. But then you look at her and you're like, this person looks extremely evil. So I don't know. She just did a really good, I think she, was the standout for sure in the movie um, and definitely the scariest part of that movie. So um, Alyssa Sutherland is who I picked. I had the same pick, Alyssa Sutherland, all the same reasons. Um, her smile mm. was so creepy. Um, and then just as the runner up, um, I picked legit Lydia Jewett. I'm probably butchering that from Exorcist Believer. I thought she did a really good job. I thought you did a great job. Don't let anybody pull you down, okay? Don't let if somebody says something negative about you, don't take it. Nobody corrected you, so that must have been right. Erica wanted to. I saw her up there. She was getting ready to. She's slow on the mute button. I saw her up there. She was like, no, I better not. I picked uh, Sophie Thatcher from Boogeyman. Um, I actually really enjoyed that movie. I I don't know why I didn't pick it for more categories, but I just thought she was phenomenal in it. Um, I really liked her in Yellow Jackets, too. So, yeah, I mean, I just really liked her in this. I thought she did very, very well. She was my runner-up. Mm-hmm. I agree, Seth. I really like Boogeyman too, and I didn't have it on here that much. Um, but I picked Alyssa Sutherland. She was my favorite part of that movie, and I thought she did a really good job, even though I wasn't a big fan of the movie. She was excellent and creepy AF. Loved her. And then I also had Sophie Thatcher as my runner-up. I went with Sophie Thatcher as well from the boogeyman. I feel like she just did such a good job of like, she really made me care about her and her family. Like I felt like, you know, as a main character, you were viewing this through her lens. And I feel like she really 
really sold the emotion and like the tenderness that I felt for her and the family. She just did such an amazing job. And I don't think I had seen her in anything else. Um, and then I put as my runner up, I put Sophie Wilde. So both Sophie's um, from who did, who was Mia from talk to me, even though um, character wise, maybe she was unlikable. I feel like she did a really good job of playing that character. I have to say I was kind of scared to pick. I was really scared to pick for this because I was one of the people I think where I picked someone where Johnny was like, that is not a breakout performance. So I saw other people picking and I was like, okay, I think I'm safe. I'll let it slide. Elizabeth Sutherland, she was in Vikings, but Vikings is a TV show. She also was in The Mist and The Devil Was Prada. But she was in the mist. I'll and the slide. devil wears Prada, really? Oh, Where shit. was she in the Devil Wears Prada? I fucked up again, man. <laughs> I so I, I was like freaked out on like what to pick for it too, but I I looked up the legit definition of breakout performance, and it was basically like as long as this is this person's like best quote unquote or like most notable performance yet. That that counts as a breakout performance. Jess, I looked up the fucking definition too. That's how much in my head I was. And it was at the performance that like launches their career. And I don't even know if her career's launched. I don't even know, but I saw other people had picked it too. So this is called We Have Anxiety. I know. I'm sorry. I actually didn't mean to make it this big of a deal. I didn't (laughs) cause like trauma and stress coming into this. But no, it's it's all good. Wow, look how much you impacted their decision on this. <laughs> I guess so. Sorry, you guys. So I think that, that makes sense for Alyssa Sutherland, though. Like she's been in a handful of other things, but like definitely this is gonna be like I think the, the main thing that people know her from. Erica and I might get raked over the coals then. Uh oh. Cause I picked Caitlin Dever. Um, and I'm looking at her IMDb and she's in a lot of shit. Uh, like she was in book. Oh, really? She was in book smart. Oh. Dear Evan Hansen, ticket to paradise. Uh, she's coming into the last well, of us. So maybe this is like her horror breakout because she got a role in the last of us after. That's after... what I was going to make that same argument. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, she was in no one will save you. Uh, and I picked her because this movie doesn't have any spoken dialogue until like the very, very end. And I think she fucking killed her performance uh, in a movie where she doesn't speak. And every part of the story comes from her body actions and uh, facial expressions and stuff like that. So I think she did a really good job. And my runner-up, I put Bridget Rose Parada, who is in um, Hell House, Hell House LLC Origins. Um, she was the main actress in that one, and I don't think she's been in anything else. So this would be a legitimate breakout performance. Now, Mark, that even though girl, I didn't, go ahead. The girl in the Alien movie, she was the best thing about that movie. That's for sure. Her performance. I had even, I think I am new Mark and said that even though I did not like the movie, I thought she was fantastic in it, but I was a little biased because she was in a season of justified and I really liked her character in that show. Yeah. So 
but no, I thought she did did well. Even though I didn't care for the movie, she was really good in it. Because I think it's it's kind of like Will Smith and I Am Legend. It's like really hard mm-hmm. to carry an entire movie with very few spoken moments of dialogue. Yeah, especially when you're the only character in it, really. I also approve this pick <laughs> for what oh, it's worth. Okay, perfect. I've, Thank you. I was like, you... I'm telling you, I looked through the list and I was like, I didn't see anything that I was I had a problem with. <laughs> Excellent. I maybe book smart Great, is like a more popular movie, but I don't know. Well, I chose the same thing as uh, Mark Caitlin. Is it what did you? Is it Dever? Dever? I, I want to say Denver. I put an N by mistake in my head, but John Denver. Um, John Denver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that got his attention. <laughs> Josh came back from the dead on that one. No, I'm making no, notes. John Denver? I'm, I'm making notes. Shut up. I gotta edit Who's this talking thing. about John Denver in this? Did y'all say John Denver? <laughs> Who's talking about my John Denver? <laughs> came out of nowhere, didn't I? Like fucking like Alyssa <laughs> Sutherland and Evil Dead. I was like, did you say John Denver? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like woke up from the dead, dude. Shut up, man. Come on. I got my tea, you know? <laughs> But uh, I, same thing that Mark said, I thought she was great in that movie. And especially in a day and age where, you know, this is basically a silent film, for lack of a better word. And she made it work for an hour and a half. And I thought she did great. And what I was going to justify her her role is because, yeah, now because of I believe because of this movie, now she's being cast in The Last of Us 2. And she's going to play a very, very big character in the show. I'm actually kind of surprised and curious how they're going to do it. So we'll see. And I'm, I'm excited for her and uh, I did enjoy the movie. I would watch it again. And uh, yeah, that's my pick. I also chose, I don't remember. I'm sorry. I forgot her name already from evil dead rise as my follow-up Sutherland. Yep. You nailed it. It's Kiefer. You know, this is related to Kiefer Sutherland, right? The Australian version. I'm just joking. I don't think they're related. I just thought the name sounded good. It's fine. Whatever. Breakout performance. 59 people voted for breakout performance. Uh, with 66% of the votes, Alyssa Sutherland takes the stabbies from Evil Dead with 39 votes. She ran away with it. Um, Caitlin Denver, John Denver's daughter, she came in second place, 20% of the votes with 12. And Sophie Thatcher from Boogeyman had eight votes for 14%. I thought Sophie was great. I also really enjoyed her in um, Yellow Jackets. Seth, I think you said that. I won't take credit for it, even though I'm prone to do those types of things. Nothing? No, no comment. Wow, you're being really nice and civil this evening. Usually you're like really th- you're not drinking, are you? Uh-uh. Ah, that's what it is. And we have guests. <laughs> <laughs> we have guests. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right, we are on to favorite director. Last year, uh, 2022, the Stabby's Award went to Jordan Peele with the movie Nope. I think he won by a landslide, if I remember correctly. But, uh, Erica, I think you're kicking this off. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So I nominated Mike Flanagan for Fall of the House of Usher. I am biased. I love everything. I love Mike Flanagan. And kind of like you, Jess, I know this isn't a movie, it's a show, but I honestly couldn't nominate anyone else. I thought 
this was such a dark turn for him also because I felt this series was brutal for him because he's usually not this violent in my experience with his movies but I think he did a, I think he did a phenomenal job I love his I love his work I love his vision color grading shots I just love his work and I was kind of iffy about this show going into it but I ended up just binging it and really enjoying the dark turn he took on this and uh that's my pick. And my runner-up, I actually picked Patrick Wilson for Insidious. I did enjoy it a lot. I think he did a pretty good job for his first movie. I don't know. Seth is laughing. I don't know if that's good or bad. I also That was also but, my runner-up. We're just laughing about okay. uh, an okay. inside joke about Pat Wilson. Oh, right. <laughs> we won't so, bore yes, you with Mike the story Martin. since nobody liked the pick on Sandy's story. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> So, Mike Flanagan, number one. <laughs> uh, my number number one, I picked Stephen Cognetti for Hell House LLC. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like he does so much with so little, and he's able to create this, like, complete and utter horror tension in his movies without really actually doing anything. Um Throughout the whole movie, you're fucking terrified that something's going to happen. Uh, and Eric has already commented on one of the scenes that stuck with me for quite a while after watching it, too. Um, and I just think he's developed this really amazing world uh, with all these Hell House movies. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel like, I felt like he wasn't going to get enough recognition on this episode. So I thought I'd maybe throw him a bone. Uh, yes. run <laughs> my runner-up was the Philippu brothers for uh talk to me i just think like they're two youtubers and they've created the arguably one of the biggest if not the biggest talked about horror movies of 2023 so kudos to them for what they were able to do is it the same director for all the hell house movies yes yes, yes. okay thank you mark thank you <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay, so for me, um, my topic, when I thought about this, I try, and I think I did this last year, I tried to think about the person that I think did the best job of like, they had a very specific vision and they were able to execute on that vision and really bring that to life. So I picked Emerald Fennell for Saltburn. I have watched a handful of interviews with her now, and I think she did such a great job of crafting such a unique feeling movie. And she, her like she had a lot of interesting references, a lot of gothic type stories. It's like, it's a drama, but it's a dark comedy. It's a thriller. And, um, you know, I'm going to argue that I think it could fit into the horror category. And I got some votes from you guys here. So to back me up on that. Um, but I feel like she just did a really good job of knowing exactly what she wanted this movie to look and feel like, and just the entirety she, she paid attention to so many fucking details in this movie that I think she just did a phenomenal job. It's inspiring to watch her talk about the level of detail she put into it. I also chose Emerald for Saltburn. I thought that this movie was absolutely gorgeous, stunning, just impeccable. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. 
So my picks were the same as Erica's. I had a uh, Mike Flanagan for um, House of Usher. Uh, basically, what she said, I, I was very surprised at how brutal it was for him, and it was pretty dark. But I, that's actually why I liked it a lot. It was just not what I was expecting at all. Um, and then Pat Wilson because that's Pat Wilson. What? <laughs> oh man! Why do you? It's really not even that funny of a story. So. No, what's going on with your voice, man? What's wrong? <laughs> Turn into like Lou Ferrigno. Oh shit! Oh man! Oh, something I was fucked wondering. Up I was wondering. I thought Hold maybe on, he man. was coughing right before or something. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> I look. I can't fucking breathe, <laughs> dude. You sound like Buffalo Bill. Huh? It puts the lotion on its better? skin. <laughs> you yeah. did. You sounded like yeah. Buffalo Bill. That's the perfect, perfect. I thought I was like hearing shit, and then I look at Josh, and the oh look- my god. Okay. Well, because I bumped his my... face just confirmed it. I was like, "Yep." I bumped my cable earlier, and it like sounded different. <laughs> I thought, "Oh, I don't know what that is." So I must have fucked something up. It's like you were trying to disguise your voice, like. <laughs> I gotta I hear it. Maybe you like just jigsaw. jumped on. <clears throat> on your water or something i didn't want to be mean oh. but now that josh is crying that's my mic up that hat's oh, off dude. glasses are off oh, oh no he's a disaster a, over there it's gonna be a minute i'll go ahead and continue <laughs> just go ahead um i also had the same exact picks um mike flanagan was my first pick um and pat wilson was my runner-up i just thought i thought he did a really good job on his directorial debut gosh i was it you couldn't have extended that any longer I, I... everyone there's been a lot already said about oh, both of them so i've got water coming out of everywhere she tried her best she tried her best oh man okay uh what are what <laughs> I can't I wait to hear what it sounds from laughing like. so hard. Can't wait to hear what it sounded like. <laughs> I thought you were joking, and then it was even Uh-oh. more funny to me that you didn't even know what was going on. Because uh-uh. it sounded fine to me. So oh, yeah. Everyone else was like just listening so intently, and I was just like, "Am I just hearing shit?" And then I look at Josh, and he's just got this look on his face, like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" <laughs> Yeah, uh, hey guys, uh, I really <laughs> thought... Like, Could you at least understand what I said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought you were having a seat, like you were like seizing. I was like, we're going to have to like call an ambulance for this guy. <laughs> He's having a real problem. Okay, um, best director. Uh, no shocker, I picked the Radio Silence guys for Scream 6. Um, thought the movie was great, especially coming off of Scream 5, where you know they had to follow up Wes Craven. Nobody had ever done a Scream movie other than Wes Craven up until Scream 5. And with the success of that movie, I think it was going to be really hard to go into Scream 6. And I think they continued the story. They obviously didn't write the story. But the way in which they took that story and ran with it and the kills, and they just stepped it up again because Ghostface was so brutal in in Scream 5 that I thought it was going to be really hard to make him even further, you know, further that. And they did it right out of the gate. Um, and I also really like that they switched up the opening scenes. The first time that the ghost face character takes the mask off right at the beginning of the movie, which for me, I was like, oh man, this, this, so a lot of the stuff they did was different. And again, I really like to see him 
the Sam character and where they take her at the end. I can't even talk right now, dude. <clears throat> Seth, you're banned from sound effects for the remainder of the episode. Yeah, anyway, scream, <laughs> radio silence, scream six. Uh, so... 59 votes, 39% of the votes with 23 total votes. Uh, Radio Silence from Scream 6 wins. Second place was 37% with 22 votes. So one vote less was Mike Flanagan with the House of Usher. It falls off down to seven votes after that with uh, Talk to Me. Five votes for Hell House LLC. And then three votes for uh, Saltburn. So Scream 6, 39% of the votes. Oh, man. Did you determine what made your voice sound like that? No, I told you I bumped the USB cable for the Yeti, and it like sounded quieter. And I thought, oh, I don't know what happened, but it must have screwed something up. I've never, I've never experienced. Because I unplugged it and plugged it back in, and it was fine. So I don't know. I hope it happens again. I, I'm like, I'm hoping. I could jiggle it <laughs> if it does. Because to me, I couldn't tell, so I didn't know. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Okay. Best original series, I think, is next. Hang on, my papers. You've got me so. It's best up. horror series. Is that what it says? Right, not original. I believe you. Get it right, Josh. Sorry, Jesus. favorite Thank horror you, series. Felicia, best horror series. 2022 Stranger Things won, I think, by a landslide, if I remember correctly. Uh, this year, there are only three in the category. I think we had all collectively said we hadn't really watched that many horror series um, this year. So, my. Um, Choice was the fall of the House of Usher. Um, we've talked about it at length. Um, the story is great. I love Mike Flanagan. He's probably in my top three favorite horror directors. And I really like what he did with that show. It, it really kept you interested from, from episode to episode as to what was going to happen. Um, and I just think that it was done really well. I think it was an introduction back into the type of horror that I like to see Mike Flanagan do because I really liked... Um, what he had done with the haunting of Hill House, and then I did like Bly Manor, but I could see he was going with like a heavier dialogue, darker type um, series. And then we got Midnight Mass, which was completely dialogue driven, and then he jumped back into the Midnight Club, which was this like teen, almost like a Goosebumpsy type thing. So I, I'd really like to see him get back get back into like this aggressive, uh, darker horror. Uh, style. So I'm excited to see what he does next. Um, I think he signed a deal with Prime maybe for his next stuff. So I don't think he's going to be on Netflix anymore. But uh, yeah, best horror series, The Fall of the House of Usher, Mike Flanagan. I also picked House of Usher. Um, just I honestly didn't, I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. But each episode got better and better as it progressed. Um, the characters were awesome and the kills were phenomenal um i also really loved mark hamill's character as arthur Pym. i just i'm a huge fan so i thought it was awesome that he was involved in that um and my runner-up was actually black mirror season six and i know that got a lot of really bad reviews um but i really liked it i thought it was super different I picked Goosebumps. Um, I don't know how many of you guys have watched it. It's kind of teeny, but it's really, really good. Justin Long is really, really good in it. Um, it's just a fun kind of teenage horror type show. I don't know. How, you'll have to watch. It's pretty good. 
And my runner-up was House of Usher, which I won't talk about anymore because I think we've talked it to death. No, come on, hit us with it. No, I think we, t- I think we, t- I think we're good. Okay, we're good. fine. All right, Goose, Goosebumps was my runner-up, by the way, and I concur. Justin Long was fantastic. Yeah, it's good. I love Justin Long. God, I love him. All right, my first place or my pick was The Last of Us. I just really enjoyed it. And I know, um, I don't know if we talked about it, Tony, or at some point, um, people who have played the video game were not liking how it went. I've never played the game, so I'm really, I really like the story. I don't know how it's different, um, but I really enjoyed that, enjoyed the acting, something I was really excited to see every, you know, every episode I was really excited for. And then Jess, my runner up was Black Mirror. I agree. I really enjoyed it, so. I also went with The Last of Us. It was really the only horror series that I I didn't watch a lot. And of the ones I watched, it was the only one I liked. <laughs> so it was great. I feel like they did a really great job of matching the video game, at least in the beginning of this show. But I can't remember what the um, vibe was from people who had played the game as this uh, season went on. But I loved it. But I also didn't finish the game. I think it was like the, the game, end. So. <laughs> Something with the end, I but I don't it. know the game. So I played it along with the show. Like I played it at the same time again, just to because I had I had played it so long ago and I thought it was pretty fucking accurate. So I don't know. But, you know, there's always going to be, oh, it's not the same as the book because of one minor detail. But for the most part, I think it's one of the best video game adaptations ever out there. Agreed. So, yeah, maybe I'm on crack. Maybe I made all of that shit up in my head. Like, <laughs> no, I've heard that too. And I'm always like, what are you guys talking about? It's a really great adaptation. I've heard it too. It's it's not just you. You're not on crack, Felicia. Don't worry. <laughs> I originally put not applicable for both of mine because I forgot about The Last of Us. Okay, moving on. Honest. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Seth. Um, so yeah, The Last of Us was the only TV show that I finished this year, and that's my pick, obviously. Riveting. That was great. You did a really good job. I'm really impressed with the way you communicated. Thank you. That to I all put a us. lot of thought into that, and I'm happy that I was able to And you were interrupted. It. What did I interrupt? No, you were interrupted. I didn't say oh, you I interrupted. Yeah, that's I right. said, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help you out. It's fine. I'll, I'll back you. Guys. Thank you. I also chose Usher, so we did talk about that enough. Uh, my runner-up was actually the only other horror series I watched uh, besides The Last of Us uh, was American Horror Stories, which is the little spinoff. Uh, they're on season three, and the first two seasons were very iffy, but this season was actually really good because they played with modern themes of technology and using that in horror, which I'm always in for. And I think it was only four episodes and all four of them were really great, I thought. And they were pretty freaky and somewhat relatable to social life in 2024. So I do recommend it. I mean, it's not great, but I think it touches on things that is very relatable. And I really enjoyed it. What just happened? I'm I'm raising my hand. Why? Quit doing that. What do you want? Oh, I was like, I did something else. I wanted to ask Erica a question. That was so polite of you. Does stories, does stories and story have like any interchangeable characters or like any, anything like that? Or 
In season one of stories, they have Murder House. Okay. From season one of American yeah. Horror Story. But otherwise, no. They're literally every episode is a different theme. Okay. And that was the only relation. No other characters have shown up. Okay. Didn't we watch one of the episodes at one of the cabin trips when we were there last year? It was like a drive-in movie theater one. Was that that show? I think that's what it was, wasn't it? That wasn't Creep Show. Not- that was Creep Show. All right, maybe it was Creep Show. Whatever. Jeez. Wow. You guys could have just lied and said yes. I mean, would it kill you to lie a little bit? Yes. Anyway, (laughs) favorite horror series with 42% of the overall votes with 25 total votes, the fall of the House of Usher, and it beat The Last of Us by one vote. The Last of Us had 41% with 24 votes, and Goosebumps came in last with 10 votes, 17% of the overall votes. Great job. Great job, kids. We're down to our final two categories outstanding performance last year's 2022 outstanding performance was evan peters with his portrayal of jeffrey dahmer's jeffrey dahmer there's no there's no s on the end of that guys just jeffrey dahmer and felicia i think you cried so i'm like crying right now i'm just i'm reliving (laughs) that joy this was like the highlight of my my year i almost said life this made me very happy wow (laughs) Uh, well there's a really good episode on the entire jeffrey dahmer series out there the felicia and i did many moons ago so if anybody wants to you know get into the intimate details of that yes it was a very dark episode so good it was a very dark episode so much so that when we got done felicia texted me and she was like did you have fun on this episode? Because we didn't laugh as much as we usually do. And I was like, well, I had a very good time. We had a very, very in-depth conversation, but there's not a lot to laugh at with that series. <laughs> yeah, it's probably good we didn't laugh a lot, I guess. We had a lot of good conversation, yeah, but it was serious. Could you imagine? We'd be like, God, we laughed so much talking about that Jeffrey Dahmer series. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be good. You're right. Uh, so uh, outstanding performance and Erica you'll kick us off I picked Mia Goth in Infinity Pool I so I think she's I'm interested to see her play somebody normal such as somebody in a romantic comedy or something because she's very good at playing the same role unfortunately which is uh, crazy and just very out there but nonetheless she was great in this, especially in that road scene with the bus. I mean, it was just so over the top. And it was strange to hear her with her ac- her actual British accent. I-, I almost felt it was fake, but it was just off-putting to me at the same time. But she did a great job. I feel like she's memorable in everything I've watched her in so far. And this was definitely the most memorable because of how she was so crazy and it just matched the movie and her role so well so mia goth is my pick how do you think she acts like in everyday normal life she like that girl in, in the infinity head. pool <laughs> yeah so she may kind of be that way well i mean she is married to shia labeouf right are they still i think they have a kid together yeah whoa i didn't know oh. that 
Yeah, I didn't I'm, know that. I'm pretty sure they're like. Uh, he, she, I, I don't want to meet that kid. I think they're married. Yeah, sure. He did that John Bernthal podcast, and he talks about her and how she like saved his life basically, and like puts up put up with all of his crap because he was with yeah. the one girl before. And now, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. I don't know if they're married, but I know they have a kid, and they're like together. But, yeah, since, since 2016, confidently. Yeah. Married. Yeah, she, they're married since 2016. Okay. I like Felicia's comment. I don't want to meet that kid. <laughs> <laughs> the mix of the two. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to just spend an afternoon with Shia LaBeouf. I thought you were going to say with the- that kid and I was going to be like that. I'm going to no. edit that out. No, no. <laughs> Mia Goth is tall. She's 5'10". I didn't know. Like Supermodel. See, Seth, I told you 5'10 was tall. I told you 5'10 was tall, Seth. You can always argue with me and tell me I'm short. Okay. <laughs> uh, my outstanding performance was Alyssa Sutherland um, for all the same reasons that everybody chose her for the breakout performance. I thought she was insanely creepy. Um, it's going to sound bad, but she had the bone structure for the role that she was playing. Like, I feel like they were really able to use her natural face to just like add the makeup to and make her look even more creepy without prosthetics or anything like that. Um, and yeah, just like her mannerisms and the way she's like walking around and she's all like fucking broken boned and shit. Uh, thought she was really good. And the whole like IP scene in the door, like every time we see her through that IP, I just thought she did a great job. And my runner-up was Sophie Wilde from Talk to Me. Um, I chose uh, Barry Keoghan from Saltburn. I feel like he just fucking nailed this. I can't say really much else without spoiling it, but man, he, I feel like, was really phenomenal. Um. And then a little shout out, my runner up, I did um, Julia Roberts. I was like, did I fuck up her name? No, Julia Roberts from Leave the World Behind. <laughs> um, I I felt like all the adults did a really phenomenal job of acting in this movie, but like she really blew me away. And I, w- I just felt like I was like locked into her performance the entire movie. Have you ever so watched the, that. the Killing of a Sacred Deer? Sorry, Felicia. No, yeah. uh, Barry, Barry Keegan's in that one too. And it's a very similar role as Saltburn. I feel like it's one that you'd probably really enjoy too. I, you know, I'm thinking about trying it because um, a, the other movie that I saw that I really loved was Poor Things. And I didn't think I was going to like that because I've only seen Yorgos Lanthimos is like one other movie, The, the Lobster. And I mm. did not like that. And so I've avoided his movie since then. But now that I liked Poor Things and I liked Barry Keegan, I'm like, Killing of the Sacred Deer is right here for me to enjoy. And like, maybe I should just watch that. But Felicia really didn't like it. So it makes me think I might not like it. I don't know. He was also in those two Irish friends that aren't friends anymore and they talk all day. He was in that movie too. Yeah, he was so good. Yes. Yes. Isn't he playing the Joker in the new Batman movies? Yeah. That'll be interesting. He, his small snippet of a scene at the end of the Batman yeah. was so good. It was good. That was him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. I'm in. 
It's a good call out, Julia Roberts. I agree with you, Tani. And I also am so excited. Barry Keoghan, did I say his name right? He was my choice too. He was so phenomenal. I feel my heart pounding like I did for um, Evan Peters. Like this performance was <sighs> delectable. Fucking Fuck. crazy. Delectable? Yeah, Did you say delectable? Literally crazy. <laughs> Decadent. De oh my god. Delectable gosh. is such a good word, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. I guess gosh, I'm gonna have to watch want... this movie. Yeah, I'm not even like, yes, like Seth, attracted to him, but yeah. I just want to lick him because <laughs> just so oh. great in this movie. What I know that's weird, but you know, like when you see a cute puppy, you want to bite it, but not like really like a cannibal. You're just like, oh, I want to squeeze no. it. You know? Okay. Anyways, you can edit that out. I don't relate to I... any of those emotions that you just. No. Is this going back to Felicia's toe sucking? Love thing? you so much. I'm going to lick Ew, I you. I don't like toe sucking though. Yeah. Sometimes I see my kid. I just want to lick her on the side of the face. Okay. <laughs> I absolutely loved him in that movie. He is so phenomenal. I want to watch everything he's in now. Um, and then my runner-up was Lizzie Kaplan from Cobweb. I really enjoyed her performance. I didn't want to lick her, but I enjoyed her performance. I'm just saying I would lick her if she was into it, you know? <laughs> like throwing it out there. I don't want you to feel like the only weird one in the room, Felicia. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Thank you. That is so nice. Thank you. I'm here for you. Okay, I'll throw myself out there, Seth. I I want to know when after you are done watching Saltburn, I would like to know how many times you had to pause it to uh, relieve yourself. You watched it, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't relieve myself at all. Yeah, you said it sucked. So he's gonna like the ending of it. I, the, the dirt mound scene. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I and, looked it up. And him running around the house after. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. I'm going to show up to Seth's house for card so night. And he, after he watched it, he's going to have little holes all in his backyard. <laughs> I, looked at, I looked up who was in it. He's not very attractive. Like, Seth, are you aerating your yard? Space, no, I'm, I'm not, not attracted. We well, said you wanted I'm not to attracted. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not attracted to him at all. But his uh, performance was so good. It was like so delectable, decadent. I'm using okay. edible words that makes mm. me want to lick him. Lick that's, him. All, okay. that's all I can say. I will check it out and get back to you. Jacob is kind of cute, though. Yeah. Jacob yeah, is kind of cute, though. Yeah. The, the guy, guy from cute. Euphoria, right? I mean, mm -hmm. come on, you guys. Come on. <laughs> I knew that they were going to pick him up. Hollywood was going to pick up that guy. I knew it. <laughs> I am happy they did. Okay. He's, he's just so sweaty in it all the time. And you're like, I want to lick him. And I'm like, oh, he's so probably so sweaty and salty. Salt, salty. <laughs> I was going to say salty. Salt That's burn. not bad. That's not bad. It's not a bad thing. No. All right. Uh, back not, on if the rails here. <laughs> not if they're yummy. Not if they're yummy. Uh, okay, so I picked um, Mary McDonald from um, House of Usher. She played Madeline Usher, um, the older version of her. I just thought she was really good. I really liked her character. She was such a bitch through the whole series. And she was just so, like, vindictive. And I feel like she's the only one that kind of held it together till the end. Like, everyone else kind of lost their shit. And I felt like she just was, like, the strongest one through the end. But, yeah, that was my pick. Um, yeah, I have another House of Usher pick. Um, I picked Carla Gugino, plays Verna. Um, I just thought she did a really good job playing a lot of different characters. And I I don't know, I actually think she's a pretty underrated actress, honestly. But um, my runner-up was Alyssa Sutherland from Evil Dead Rise. 
Did somebody change their pick? Who was your pick, Felicia? Barry from Saltburn. Yeah, but I told you. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Okay, sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm still overheated from our our conversation (laughs) just a few moments ago. (laughs) Okay, so when I saw Saltburn, I remember I popped in and I was like, hey, just an update. Mm. I saw Saltburn and I updated some of my picks. I just didn't want you to be surprised, but it didn't work. I think I screwed up. Uh It'll be all right. You know, we're going to get through this together. We'll all hold hands and we'll kumbaya. Uh, my pick for uh, outstanding performance was Justin Long in Goosebumps. I have liked Justin Long ever since I saw him in Jeepers Creepers. I think he's a very underrated actor, but like to see him in this role where he's playing multiple characters and having to like go in and out of of these different characters, I thought he did a really good job. And he's kind of plays a character you sh- really shouldn't like, but I like, felt myself feeling sorry for him as he's going in and out of these different like characters and, and situations that he finds himself in. So I just thought he did a really good job, and um, I think he's a really underrated actor. So yeah, I, He's really good in Goosebumps. Yeah, I thought he did a really good yeah, job. Um, really good. My runner-up was Lizzie Kaplan in Cobweb, and I just find her fascinating. Ever since... Um, she played Annie Wilkes and I think the second season of Castle Rock, like she is just so like when she's on screen, she demands your attention. And like throughout that movie, while I know a lot of people didn't like the movie, I did. I think if you take out the last five minutes of it, it's a really, really great movie. Uh, the CGI at the end of it just really does it in, but like she steals the show on that movie and is like, like I said, when she is on screen, you're just like captivated by what she's doing. So she just plays a really good, weird person. I feel like enough people don't talk about her as Annie Wilkes in Castle Rock. I feel like that performance was insane. And just, I don't think probably a lot of people watched it, but it was so good. Totally agree. agree. Wow. I just want to say she's, she's great in Mean Girls. Just saying. Oh yeah. So good in Mean Girls. Mean Girls. (laughs) Did you guys know there's a new Mean Girls that just came out? It comes out tomorrow, I think. Yeah. It's Uh based on the Broadway play. Uh, Yeah. Okay. It's a musical. Yeah. I don't have tickets or anything. I mean, I'm not going tomorrow to see it or anything during the day. I feel like that's a lie. I'm not going to see it. Maybe I am. Outstanding for us. Well, we have got a conundrum on our hands, kids. So uh, with 27% of the overall votes coming in at number one with 17 total votes is Nick Offerman from The Last of Us, who Felicia originally nominated, I believe. No. Brooks got him. Oh, that's Brooke. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did love him though in that. Wow! Just take, just take credit. Great and pick. Felicia, you win that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I felt really bad. I was like, "Oh man, I screwed this up big time." Uh, second place with twenty four percent of the votes, with fifteen total, is Justin Long in Goosebumps, and then Carla. How do you say this, Jess Gugino? Did I nail that or what? Yes. Nineteen percent of the votes, twelve total. Alyssa Sutherland with eight votes. Mia Goth six. Barry Keoghan, a.k.a. The Joker, with three, and Mary McDonald Seth got one single solitary vote, which I'm assuming is yours. Yeah, I feel like most people probably don't know who that is. That's okay. You went out there. You put yourself out there, kind of like Felicia. You're just licking, wanting to lick people. It's okay. We don't judge here. We don't kink shame unless it's feet. <laughs> I don't want to kink shame the yes. feet. 
I mean, it wasn't With even like a, a foot lift. You want to deep throat a foot? We're gonna yeah. we're gonna say something. That's a no. <laughs> yeah, they were like went Hard. all all no. in on the foot. It was like too much. At least he got mad about it. wasn't like into it. You think he went home and was actually into it though? He got in his car and he was like, "Oh, I kind of li- I kind of like that." <laughs> Maybe. No. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. All right. This is it, kids. The film of the year. Film of the year. Last year, this is when Tawny flipped the table over, threw her headset off. She left, stormed out of the room. Scream five won film of the year last year. I believe it was very close with Nope. Oh, maybe I did gasp about that. I was thinking as you were going back through them, though, I think I did also gasp about best story going to Don't Worry Darling. That really shocked the shit out of me. Mm. Felicia. Felicia brought that, that in. One. Or did Seth bring that in? Somebody brought that in and it did I change did. a lot of the votes. Uh, but Seth might have too. But I yeah, know I think I did too. I, we just loved the hell out of that movie. That was a good movie. All over the place. Yeah. It was. That had a really good licking scene in it too, if I remember correctly. <laughs> no? I don't Din- remember a licking scene. But... Dinner, dinner table after work. He just tosses her right up on there. Never mind. We'll move on. Oh. Phil- <laughs> Licking her tram. Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Her water tram? This is a 1995 trim. Who calls oh trim? I thought he said her tram, like it was a no, train her car. Trim. <laughs> I was I was doing your southern accent. Oh uh, yeah, well, let's not do that, okay? Uh anyway, I think I go first here. So film of the year. I again I nominated Scream Six. I even wore the Scream shirt to just, you know. Bring it all together. Tawny, I hope if Scream 6 wins, you don't get upset and throw anything. But uh, it's my favorite horror franchise. I'm deeply upset we're not going to get more anytime soon. But I think they ended it on a good note. I think the story does have a, a, a conclusion, even though there were probably going to be more. It has a conclusion, so I'm okay with it. I thought they did really well. The story was really good, and the acting. Jen Ortega is phenomenal. I mean, she's going to be a juggernaut in the horror community for the foreseeable future so uh yeah my my pick is scream six um i picked insidious red door Uh, i was really excited for this movie as soon as i saw that they were making it um i love the insidious franchise uh the jump scares were there were several in it i was actually embarrassed at how many times i jumped so hard watching this um it was a good theater watch yeah, it was it was easy for me to pick this for my as my favorite. I also picked Insidious, The Red Door. Lots of jump scares, like just said. I saw this in the theater and I jumped a lot, which I love. And it was just it was really good. I've always liked all the Insidious movies. This is probably up there with one of the best in the in the franchise. Ooh, that's exciting. I want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet, so I have to watch that too. I chose Leave the World Behind. It was just, of all the movies I watched, uh, just made such an impact. Talked about it so long. Already talked about it here enough. So, leave the world behind. I did um, that as my runner-up. But my first place, I did Saltburn, obviously. (laughs) I loved that fucking movie. Um, So, I won't talk about that anymore. But I do want to pose a question here because um, we were okay with putting it in. And I just keep asking myself, like, why do we keep setting thrillers outside of the horror genre Like, I consider this, it is a drama, but people would probably mostly categorize this as a thriller. But why do we say that's different? It's usually scary things happening to people. I think it's the same. I consider thriller, like, under the umbrella of horror or 
as Felicia coins the term horror adjacent. I, it's real I, life horror, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah, it's in the family for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. We all agree with you here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm like, the more I think about this, it, and I've had like several conversations with family like over the holidays and traveling and everything where it is sort of like, what? You know, why is that considered a different thing? And I don't think it should be. I think and it's like a genre guys. of thriller because like when I think of like a thriller, I'm thinking like, not necessarily me, but I, I would anticipate like my grandfather used to like watch Steven Seagal movies and like Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. I would consider those like thriller type movies. But I think like modern day thrillers definitely have horror aspects to them. Like even like you could say, um, what's that Liam Neeson movie where his daughter gets taken? Like that is scary. That is scary, right? Like that, that situation is scary. I also wonder if it's, as we get older, different things become more scary to us, like certain situations that we find ourselves in. Whereas when we were like teenagers, like jump scares were defined as horror. Like Final Destination was a horror movie, right? Like the Freddy's and the Jasons. But like as we get older and our situations change, like experiences become scary to us, right? Because I'm not afraid that this seven foot tall man in a white mask is going to break into my house and try to kill the babysitter when Abby and I go to the movies, right? I'm scared that somebody's going to take one of my kids while I'm not looking at them at the store or like something to that. Right. And that is horrifying. So I think I agree with you. It's definitely a horror movie. I think as we mature and get older, our situations change. And then the things that we find scary also change. Yeah. I watch Definitely. too much true crime because I am also scared of that masked guy coming in to kill the babysitter, but. <laughs> uh, I agree. Is it me? Yeah, it's yeah, you. Tony, you're the last one. Um, I picked Scream 6. Uh, I don't know. I just think it was a really good movie. I think it was a good continuation of what Scream 5 laid out on the table. Um, and I think like maybe some recency bias too, because like we had all the news about Scream 7 being canceled and all that stuff. So I feel like, I don't know, sort of like upset, sad, bittersweet that potentially this franchise is going to be ending now. But so maybe that's why I picked it. But I don't know. I think it was just a really good movie for what they did. Uh, my runner-up was When Evil Lurks, I just think. Because I'm not a possession movie person. I think they're all the same. I think they all follow the same fucking guidelines. And the story never really changes. But I feel like this possession movie really kind of flipped the script and brought us something a little more new and original. That is all. Uh, for me, I actually chose Saw 10, and I'm actually even surprised I chose that because I'm more of an insidious Hell House girl. But uh, I have to also probably admit that the movie theater experience made it so much better. I had a, It was a super fun experience, and I haven't watched or enjoyed Saw since part three, maybe, and I haven't watched that many after that, but... This one had me sympathize with a character you shouldn't be sympathizing with. And it dealt with cancer, which I'm very sensitive to because I work with that. So it was just all the right pieces. And then I just had so much fun with it. I walked out of the theater 
literally like pumped like oh my god that was so exciting and when the saw music played at the end it's like oh my god it's jigsaw and i don't know it's just really exciting and it stayed with me and my runner-up is also not a movie i would traditionally pick which was sick because it also left me with that same i had a lot of fun with it kind of like what you were saying tawny it left i don't know it was a fun movie also and even though it's a it's a slasher but it incorporated covid in a good way it wasn't annoying and it was just it made the story interesting so saw 10 is my winner for 2023 my runner-up was also sick sick dude so sick so sick all right the time has come film of the year with 35 percent of the overall votes 22 total this year's film of the year is Scream 6. I'm watching Tawny. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. No smoke coming out of her ears. This is rigged. It is rigged. It is totally rigged. Of the 22 votes, 21 of those were mine. The other one was Mark's. <laughs> Number two, with 18% of the votes, a total of 11 total votes, Godzilla minus one. Brooks pick. Tied. Actually tied for a second. Saltan also had 11. Insidious, the Red Door, had 10 votes. Saltburn had nine. And Leave the World Behind came in with one vote. So our film of the year for 2023 was Scream 6. You know what I wonder? First. Tell me. I do think, I think, and positively, there will be another Scream. I think things will come together. We just need to give it time, and there will be another Scream. I also wonder what Stabby's would be without a Scream movie or like a really like popular, not, I'm just saying, because it's so popular. Like maybe some of these other movies that are lesser known might get a little hit. I think you're right. We're going to find out. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Next year, we will find out for sure because there is not going to be a scream movie. However, if there truly is the final season of Stranger Things, my guesstimate is that Stranger Things is going to take a lot of the stabbies next year. Actually, that's a Probably. good that's a good segue. Um, I know it's late and we've already been doing this for two, over two hours, but let's just go around the horn. If, is there a movie for 2024 that you are overly excited about? Um, let's start. I'm going to make Erica go first because that way I can go last. So that's just the kind of person I am. I'm sorry. Oh, great. Yes, I'm excited for Nosferatu. Ooh. That is my movie of the year. I love Robert Eggers. I love me some Skarsgård in my life. It's coming out on Christmas Day. I'm going to go watch it on Christmas Day. I am so excited for this. I actually really like the original. Um, it's creepier than you think it's going to be for a movie from either, I don't you know, the 20s, 30s. It is a silent film, but... Robert Eggers is attention to detail. I mean, he came out saying somewhere this week that he's upset that in The Witch, the main actress, I can never remember her name because it's a three name name. She has ear piercings and he was so upset that that showed up because back in 1600s, they wouldn't have that. And it's like it's attention to detail. So this movie, I'm really hoping is going to be amazing. So. Okay, thanks. I could see Bill Skarsgård getting nominated for performance because that guy is phenomenal in just about everything he does. He's perfect for that role. 
because he has the kind of like what you said, Mark, he has the build. I didn't even think about that. I'm sure they look at those things when they cast people is he has bone structure and he's weird. He's he's, he's weird in a good way. And he's good with that. He's Very tall those and lanky, roles. too. Yeah, he might be lickable. We'll I mean, I think he is, but hey. <laughs> that could be a new category. Lickable. Most lickable. Well, <laughs> I'll write it down. Table that one. Um, It's no secret that I'm a huge fan of Ty West's X franchise, so I'm very excited for Maxine this year. Uh, we'll We'll finally get the 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 full picture of the trilogy. It can't be worse than Pearl. That's all I'm gonna say. Pearl was a fantastic movie. <gasps> oh, terrible. Um, I had to look up a list because I'm like not very good at keeping up with what's coming out. But I agree. I'm excited for Nosferatu. I feel like it's just a cool movie to breathe some fresh life into, and so I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, but also, I think there is supposed to be a new Christoph Gans Silent Hill movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe in April, it said. That's right. But I don't. I don't know if that still stands. Um, so I can't not be excited about that. <laughs> don't forget the remake of the game, supposedly this year too. Oh yeah, that's for also two. for two, the second one, right? Yeah, yeah I think the movie's going to be based on the second game as well. So I Smart. think so. Yeah. Good marketing. Yeah. Okay, I'm just like Tony. I had no idea what's coming out. Besides, I'm super excited for Stranger Things. The whole family is going to watch it. But Erica, I looked this up. Are you kidding me? Bill Skarsgård, William Defoe, Nicholas Holt. Yes, please. And my favorite director, Robert Eggers, my favorite. Yes, I'm here for it. I'm so excited. Thank you. For letting me know that this was coming out. I'm very, very happy. And this has nothing to do with You're anything, welcome. but you guys have been binging Little Nightmares with, with my daughter. And this has to be a movie, dude. The, the best monsters ever, just because you guys are talking about video games. So I just wanted to share that. But yes, this is my most excited along with Stranger Things. Oh, can I add something that we just started watching is the new season of True Detective. I feel like it looks really promising. I heard really the first episode, but. Yeah, it's it's seeming cool. Good That's good to know because I absolutely worshipped the first season, and then the second one, I was like, "What?" So that's exciting. This is kind of an odd pick for me, but I'm actually excited for Terrifier three. What? I know because yes, they're so yes. over the top, what? and like I really want to see where they go with this after how the second one ended. Art at Christmas, I love it. Are you yeah, going to be my date to the movies? Huh? Are you going to be my date to the movies? Yeah, we have to go see it together again. You can hold hands and eat popcorn. Yeah. I'm also excited about Beetlejuice, but I know that's going to be Jess's pick, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my Charlie, pick. Charlie, can you promise me we're not going to see Terrifier 3? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I can promise that because we may have to watch it just on principle, but I'm not excited mm. about it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if it, um, Beetlejuice too, I'm really excited for obviously, and um, A Quiet Place, day one. Mm, I forgot about that. 
I didn't know that was coming out. Oh my god, I'm excited for 2024. <laughs> is Krasinski in it? I hope he's in it. Is he in it? Um, I I'm not sure. I thought it was going to follow a different family, but he might he might be in it. I don't think he's directing it either. But I don't know. I could be yeah, completely I don't, I don't wrong. I think he directed the second one. Did he I not? Yeah, I don't see him involved in it. But Dang. Emily Blunt it shows her on there. So also lickable. And Joseph Quinn. Not so much. I was thinking I of her could, husband, but yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Love him. Joey Quinn. Do Felicia. Joey. Joseph Quinn. I didn't even <laughs> recognize him when I saw him. Oh my God. There's so much going on in 2024. Uh, she can't wait. She can't wait. Uh, mine is, might be a little odd, be out of a pick, but I am really excited for the new Godzilla and Kong movie that's coming out in a few months. So I think it looks really good. I'm interested to see where the storyline goes and I love my monster porn movies. So give me all the monsters knocking things over and hurting each other. I love it. Could watch it all day. So for me, Godzilla versus Kong. I think it comes out in April, but Erica's sick of Have hearing about watched? it. I talk about it every episode. Have you watched Monarch yet, Josh? I have not. Brooke told me it was really good. Yeah, it's good. I need to watch it. I think they were releasing them episode by porn. episode, weren't they? Uh, Yeah, but I think the whole, the whole season's out now. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, that concludes the 2023 Stabby's Awards. I did not mess up the year. I did mess up the rotation of the picks a couple times, but that's just, you know, that's what I do here. I would like to thank all of you for joining us. I know this is a lot of work, so thank you. I had a blast as usual. Um, I really do believe that our picks for this really dictate the future of horror and where the movie industries take. I think they listen to this and they hear what we have to say and it really pushes forward the agenda of everybody here. So thank you for joining me. Us. Thank you for joining all of us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Invite us again next year, please. We want to be here next year so we could gush about all these amazing movies. Absolutely. You're as always, you guys are always invited. Um, So, Thank you. I am about to pee in my pants, so I am going to log off. I'm probably gonna. I again, Eric. It's I don't have. Diaper. I don't have the paper to do this. The thank yous for the the Krubies, uh patron people. So I think I'll add it in later and make it very fancy for all those people. I'm probably not going to do that, but it sounded good as I said it. In that case, we're out of here. Bye. Hey. Bye. 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 Look at all you guys. Look at all you beautiful. Bye, people. all. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.